Live from Sacramento. Live from Sacramento. It's Deuce and Mo on Sacktown Sports. We are live. Happy Tuesday, I guess. Is it a happy Tuesday? It's like, sure. A rainy, another rainy Tuesday. Tuesday. Oh, cool. It's not your average Tuesday. More rain. It's so fun. I love the rain. We all wanted more of it. Guess what? It's here. I hope you love extremes in life. It's going to be 145 this summer. Uh And we're going to get like, I don't know. How many inches of rain have we had in the last month? All. A lot. A lot. All the inches. A lot. All the inches. That's, I like that answer. Too much. Too much. But we're here. We're We're alive. We're hanging out today. It's Juice Mason, Morgan Reagan. We're kicking off this hour with a little Kings Roundtable. Frankie Cardicelli, Chris Watkins in the mm. building. They were just on last hour on Chris and Co., which you can listen right before this show from 10 to 11. So the Kings lose last night 119 to 115 to Minnesota. We really believed yesterday, huh? We really believed <laughs> yeah, it was we happening, did, yeah. man. Yeah. When, we walked Us, in, yeah. when we walked into that building, I'm not kidding you. I felt emotional walking into the building last night. I thought that was the night. I thought it was the night. You guys, Deuce was like, so I'm driving in with him and he's just every single like, we're passing L Street and he's just like, wow. you know, I just keep thinking about it. I'm just going to like, I think I'm going to just cry. I'm going to cry just (laughs) thinking about it. And I'm like, they haven't done it yet. Please stop. Please stop. And I felt like he was doing that all day yesterday. And it wasn't just him. It was, It felt like it was everybody. Yeah. I mean, you had Chris Verlaw chanting, like that beam, like that beam at like mm. 1 p.m. Mm. You had Deuce Mason talking about crying. Here's my thing. I want everyone to soak in every second of this. But. Sure sounds like it. Hey. But I felt like people got and not. Not necessarily pointing fingers at you because this is everyone. I feel like people got cocky yesterday, just thought it was a win. It wasn't going to be a tough matchup. Everything was going to go their way. I feel like you're talking about dues. <laughs> <laughs> Some people put on their Instagram, they'll light the beam early. Okay. Okay. One thing I did say yesterday, Chris, I don't know if you yeah, remember you this. Yeah, the emoji thing. Yeah, superstitious. So I won't put on like the, the little flashlight with the purple yeah, the dot. Beam, the beam, unofficial the beam emoji emojis, combination. Right? Yeah. Yesterday, I posted a photo like, hey, I'm doing sidelines like before the game or like right during the game. And I was like, you know what? Everyone else is so confident. confident. <laughs> I'll just put, I put the emojis. Mm. It's so, it's also yeah. my fault too. Yeah. So, yeah, so, I, so it's your fault. Be yourself. <laughs> it's all my fault. It's your fault. Yeah, I mean, I went back and watched uh, all the Kings three-pointers today on NBA.com. <laughs> I did not watch all On a loop, just on a loop. No, they have, no, like all the attempts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So at, yeah. I watched all 27 attempts. <laughs> they got great looks, dude. Honestly, I'll be honest. Honestly, I'll be honest. That's a great phrase, Deuce. Good stuff. Um, <laughs> I kind of felt better about the game after watching some of that stuff this morning because I'm like, they were 5 of 27 from yes. 3. And I understand Minnesota has done a good job running off the three-point line, preventing dribble handoffs, kind of getting the Kings out of their normal flow. But the Kings miss a lot of open looks. You could make the case they should have double-digit threes yesterday if it's just what they do. They were getting wide-open looks. and In fact, Will Z mentioned 21 of the 27 three-point attempts were either open or wide-open looks that they missed. And so... We are spending so much time last night. Oh, the defense let us down. They play shooting. It's like, 
Yeah, I mean, you had a tough night at the office. You had a tough shooting night, and that's how you lost. You lost by four points. Yeah, I mean, we were talking about this a couple minutes ago, too. It was their worst night from three in almost three years. I mean, wow. they made five three-pointers, and that was that hadn't happened since 2020, and that was not a very good year. So <laughs> I, I, I just think I, we can't, I can't sit here and, for an offense that's been so historic, and it's number one in, in points per game, number one offensive rating. Uh, they still got their points, but they got it done in a different way. They got it done in the paint. I mean, Demonis Sabonis is very effective, uh, mostly early in the game. Um, De'Aaron Fox had a big, I think it was a third quarter, uh, or second quarter. I mean, he had 20 points for the half. So they kind of just slowed down, and when that happened, when threes aren't falling, you know, you, you fall behind. And yeah. uh, I, I think we talked about if, if this has made me feel any worse about how they come up in big games, and yeah. I don't think so, not necessarily, because this hasn't, a, this hasn't happened in a long time, seeing this kind of performance from them. And I don't want to sit here and, and, and try to you know, make excuses, but the Sacramento Kings, I don't think they're going to go you know, five for, what, 27? Is that what the number was? <laughs> yeah. I don't think they're going to do that on a, on a consistent basis. I, this is what I'll say. I felt like them being able to experience that, I hope what they do is learn and adjust from that in the sense of, okay, if we're not making our shots, not because of necessarily their defense, we're just, it's on us. Our shots aren't falling. What else can we do better? And I feel like those shots deflate, deflate, deflate. And that's where I get frustrated. That's where I'm like, if you're deflated there, then you're not doing your job on defense. And their job was not being done on defense, especially when you look late in that game. I mean, I could have gotten in the paint on somebody at that point, right? Like the way that guys, I mean, and I'm, and you're, you're slow and I'm slow. I'm fluffy right now. Very fluffy. Very fluffy. Thank you. Thank you. What else? What else? It's like you're coming out of your winter. I mean, I guess it is spring now. Oh, Frankie, what? What? Why do you have your hands up? No, 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 no. She hey. said she's fluffy. I'm agreeing with her. And it's flat not a big... ass grandpa over here needs to shut up. But <laughs> flat anyway. ass? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like you've been looking at my buddy a little bit. <laughs> this has HR violations written <laughs> yeah, all over it. Um, hey, I just wait till I hit that squat rack after the season. No one cares. People are be like, baby, go back. No one cares, dude. <laughs> okay. Anyway, my point is, I, it was just really disappointing seeing the defense, um, even if the offense wasn't flowing and I just hope that they learn from this and go this is going to happen more and so what do you do when your high powered perfect offense isn't flowing you got to find a better way to fight back on the defensive end it just would have taken a little bit more effort no I definitely agree with you I think like I, I completely hope that they take last night as kind of a you know there was a lot of expectations going into last night and I think they felt it I think no matter what they say like I think they knew that last night was kind of a big game and a big opportunity um and it's it's a little disappointing to see them not I don't I wouldn't say they didn't show up because I do think they played well. I think it's just a matter of them not hitting their shots. And if you're the Kings, you have to feel like you just it just wasn't your night. If you're not gonna not if you're not gonna, you know, hit your threes and shoot it at eighteen percent clip, like you gotta just kinda chalk that down to being a bad bad shooting night and you probably would have won if you hit like Deuce said, if you would have hit a couple more open threes, it's a different result. Dude. You know, sometimes you just it's just sometimes you just gotta feel like you had a bad night. And I think the expectations of going into last night kind of have us feeling a little bit more down about last sure. night than we probably should. Keegan had a couple that went in and out. Yeah. That yeah, just killer. Um you mentioned something that maybe you felt like they were feeling the pressure a little bit. Yeah. Or at least Is, the significance. W- yes. How, how do you think that – like, what did you see that you felt like that was maybe impacting them? 
Is it just missing some open shots that you go, this is kind of weird? And you, that pressure, happens. Right? I mean, the pressure. Yeah, I mean, we've seen that, you know, in previous Kings years. I yeah. don't want to mention Doug Christie airballing a three from the corner in game seven. I'm not going to mention dare it. You? You're crazy. Yeah. What? You're, twist you're twist in the yeah. knife? No, but yeah. he said he felt the pressure. So, wow. no, he. Oh, I can't wait to tell Doug about this. Go I'm on. I'm sure he'll find out. He'll find out. He finds out about everything. <laughs> um,. But, like, how, how do yeah. you tell that? How can you tell? I don't really think that it affected them. In t- I, like, I don't think they missed shots because they were a little bit more nervous or a little bit more, you know, amped up or anything like that. It's just kind of, you know, like a lot of times we talk about, oh, okay, the crowd's going to be there. It's going to be a huge atmosphere. Hopefully they can feed off the crowd and get off to – I just don't think those things really exist. I, yeah. I don't really know if um, – you know, I, I don't really know if the pressure necessarily made them play worse, but it definitely didn't up their game and I don't think you know the the energy of the crowd really you know they didn't they didn't feed off of it quite like how I would have wanted to see yeah it. I mean I think part of it too and I had a couple people say man the crowd just wasn't like super crazy last night it was I think tough part of it is fouls and stuff you know the, the flow wasn't there yeah. the Kings didn't go on a legit run they yes. were trying a couple yeah. of times and then it just didn't happen you know in fact any run that the Kings would make Chris Finch would take a timeout right away it was actually really smart that when coaches do that like they know hey it's a fragile situation we don't want this crowd to get into it let's take a timeout sit these people down a little bit and let's kind of figure things out I'd say the other thing I see someone in the chat mentioning or relying too much on the three I mean I didn't feel that way yesterday mm-hmm. I didn't I, I mean the other number that I love from last night Frankie they had 60 points in the paint. They shot 40 free throws. Yeah. This is against a team that has all the length and whatever. The Kings were still able to score 60 points in the paint. So I feel like there were some good things that they were doing offensively that had they just hit an average clip from beyond the arc, they win this game. And that's the thing. They were right there. They're right there. And the shooters that the Kings have, Kevin Herter, really had, had a tough time getting going after being on a hot streak. And he got into foul trouble early. The physicality, I think, kind of got to him last night. Yeah. Keegan Murray, again, like those shots were going in and out. I mean, everybody on Media Row is ready to fire off. The Keegan's <laughs> two away from the record, one away. They just worked down fastest now. On, on Media oh, Row. Frank, great question. Frank's fastest. I'm pre- I have things kind of. Pre- I, I have, Frank's I have, the fastest. I have things You're pre- such a good preloaded. teammate, too. I have, I have things in the clip that are preloaded. You know, wow. Preload. Uh, preload some stuff. Yeah. But, I love your tweets, too, by the way. Thank you. I just think they're just. Well, they're thought out. They're great. Yes, truly. Yeah, also loves Frank. Yeah, oh, stop it. They're on. Yeah. The, they're on to Matt George now. Yeah, but um, <laughs> last Brendan. Night, shout out Brendan. Shout out Brendan too. Brendan's yeah. next. I don't, think, I don't think it's yeah. happened yet, oh. but that's coming. Yeah. Aw. So ES, ES, ESPN has gotten in touch with the Sacramento media lately. Who is so who is nice. the one person on the media that just irritates you when they beat you to the punch? No one, no one really irritates <laughs> no, no, me. No, be honest. Me. No, no, someone's got to. No one irritates. What irritate? Like makes you like, yeah. oh, what? It's just yeah, like, oh, you got don't to have it to. Fast. Jason I, Anderson. Oh. It could be Brendan. Believe it or not, and this is I don't know. Oh, maybe, I'm not. Just comp- I'm not competitive that way. I think it, yeah. I just focus. You're not competitive. You have preloaded tweets for me. Yeah, for myself. I don't think I think that's competitive. That's like I gotta get it out. There. I'm not. I'm trying yeah, to do. No, it. that's him being smart. <laughs> Let that's it fly. Smart. I'm being. I I think I look at it as being smart. I think it's a Ooh. great strategy, I, and I don't think it's being competitive. I think it's like part of the business. Yeah, I don't do. It's like, mm. I'm going to beat all these guys and getting this, this shot stat off. I'm just doing it because I want to be good at my job. What, Chris Verlaud? But you're, you've got it saved to be first. Yep, it's just yep, yep, prepped. Yep. Thank you. It's ready Thank to you, go. I think Chris. it's healthy competition. I like it. Yeah, it's fine. It. There's nothing it. wrong Can with I that. But the just for him. Break, beat Cameron. I think, I think if I could answer <laughs> the question for Frankie, it's uh, probably when the Kings PR staff beats him to it. If I had to guess. Honestly, yeah. I mean – 
Maybe Ooh. maybe that's a little. Like, yeah. I, I do like I do like beating them sometimes, yeah. but well, it's more but just like yeah. Sometimes really you'll already have that prepped, and then they'll have, and it's just it's almost more like validation. It's like oh yeah, sure. like, this guy was ready to tweet <laughs> something that the media or the but PR team was going to tell everybody anyway. It's just on those things we've both been wrong before on some stuff because yeah. like yeah. and and with both of us like before, but um, I, I will say when I put stuff out sometimes like and it gets you know put out a little later then yeah I'm like well I had that already but yeah. it's okay you know I, I have zero desire to ever be first in any of that stuff just because I always feel like I'll screw up yeah. and then yeah. I'll screw up and then I'll be the one that like you know spells someone's name wrong does something wrong and yeah I just and that's where I come in and that yeah derp, <laughs> derp, what an idiot alright we gotta take a break we're gonna be back in 60 seconds on the radio side coming up we need to talk we talk about the offense and missing shots we can talk about the defense a little bit too, and maybe some of the rotations from last night. We'll do that coming up on sixty in sixty seconds on the radio side. We're always live. YouTube.com slash Sacktown Sports eleven forty. Yep. We are all Pelicans fans tonight. Pelicans take on the Warriors, and if the Pelicans. Beat the Warriors again for the third time this season, by the way. The Kings clinch. I'm down for it. I wanted it the other night. Woo! I wanted the Dubs to win. I was rooting them on, and then yeah. stupid cat comes I'm making, down the floor and knocks down a three. I'm making gumbo tonight. <laughs> Whoa. You better get started now. <laughs> yeah, is, it, is it hard to make? I, from what I understand. All right, I'm making beignets tonight. <laughs> also and not also easy. I'm going to be I'm gonna throwing beads outside my house. Who wants them? That's inappropriate. That's people like, yeah, that's like. You're going to be on your balcony throwing beads yeah, at your kids, neighbors? Kids Chucking on the street are, are going to be like, what are these? I'm and people are going to be like, no, no. Whoa. I'm not throwing them that Good. way. Good. Which way are you going to throw them? At the I'm people just, walking not, by? He's going to put them on himself. No beads. And he's, yeah. I'm giving beads for good mojo. And just put them on himself and slowly You say, you say something good about the Pelicans, you get you get some beads. That's all. I'm not, <laughs> if you're looking for Deuce, he'll be on a roof throwing <laughs> off some beads tonight. <laughs> hey. Hey, you want some beads? <laughs> just know I am going hard. I'm all over. B.I. tonight. We need B.I. to Your have guy. a big game. We. We? I'm oh, a Pelicans guy We all become one oh, yeah. the Pellies. You're not bored with that? I'm on board. Yeah. yeah. What sound does yeah. a pelican make? <laughs> I love this. That's a great call. <laughs> I think it's one of those like, no, it's more like, ah. <laughs> 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 Let's find, could you find a pelican? Yeah. Thank pelican you. Call. I feel like it's more of a squawk if I had to squawk. guess. You remember their old creepy mascot that yeah. they had? Yes. <laughs> Didn't they have the baby as the well? Baby. Like the, 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 the king, king baby. King baby. Uh, king baby. Yeah. Yeah. And now yeah. they have the weird looking pelican thing. I'm drinking seven hurricanes tonight. Ooh, what okay. is in a hurricane? I don't know, but I know that's Everclear. what you get there. Oh. It's, uh, okay, maybe yeah. I'll have one. <laughs> it's rum. Okay. It's rum. Uh, some king cake. Okay, yeah. That'd that's cool. Where you find the plastic yep. baby, choke and die. Cool, shrimp, cool, cool. Shrimp po' boy. Ooh. Ooh. Those are good. I love the Big Easy tonight. So you need light rum, dark rum, passion fruit juice, orange juice, lime. That's not a hangover at all. Deuce will not be in tomorrow. You have seven? I mean, maybe one now. But yeah, <laughs> sure, sure. Um, let's talk about the Kings' defense last night because that was obvious. It's been a problem all year, but you know, I think that was the most disappointing thing for me last night. Everyone talks about the three-point shoot. Hey, five for 27. I was most disappointed by the fourth-quarter defense. You go into the fourth quarter, 
We're tied up at 85 apiece. And the amount of straight line drives, I felt like they didn't understand the moment. It's like they weren't locked in enough in that fourth quarter. And I thought Mike Brown hung on, hung on to lineups far too long. He played more for offense than defense last night. I would have liked to see TD. When Herter's not, when Herter's in foul trouble and, you know, McDaniels is doing his thing against him. And then you have Monk having issues defensively, mm-hmm. trying to hang with Mike Conley at times. Like, Put some other guys out there to inject some life. Mm-hmm. Could have seen more Kessler Edwards. Could have seen more TD. Yeah, I think that's that. T- yeah, last night was one of the first times where I really was like, I'm I'm not sure what Mike's doing with his rotations here, especially down the stretch. Because yeah, defensively they clear they, they clearly needed a lot of help shooting, but also defensively as well. Like I, I thought it was pretty clear they were, they just weren't knocking down their shots, and at some point you should have tried to focus more on a defensive lineup and. He stuck with Malik for a really long time Dude, in that fourth quarter. And first nine was, minutes of the fourth. Yeah. Not only is Malik not really a, a great defender, he was having a pretty off shooting night, and if anything, was kind of taking them out of the game, I thought, at points. And, you know, Sabonis ended up being in foul trouble. That's kind of where that having no backup center rears its ugly head around the corner. Oh, we saw Alex Len out yeah. of nowhere. That was crazy. Is that the that most minutes crazy. he's played this season? Yes. Second most. Second, second, oh, second most. Denver. Yeah. We looked Denver, it up. Right? Oh, yeah. Is it Denver? He started that <laughs> yeah, Denver started, game when yeah, Sabonis, when Sabonis was, was out. 13 minutes. And he had seven, seven last nine, night. Seven? I think he had played yeah. like 50-something minutes coming to last night's game. I think, total? Right? I think 50 total minutes, 52 total minutes. Right. Oh, and goodness. that shows you he doesn't trust Metu. He, we already know he doesn't trust Holmes. Yeah. I would like to maybe see some small ball five. Maybe mm-hmm. he was concerned about... Trey had 11 rebounds last night as well. Oh, I thought yeah. it was interesting. I mean, Trey was in the closing lineup, if I'm not mistaken. He was, but, um, yeah. You know, he, he had a rough offensive night, but... No, I don't... I, he wasn't... They put key... I think they, oh. they ended oh. up switching the him yeah, out. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. They yeah, had him in for a majority of okay. the fourth, but yeah, I think they subbed him you out know, late. Last night was also a rare instance of what happens when De'Aaron Fox is not, like, on it in the fourth. He was 1-7 yeah. of last night. I mean, yeah. that also wasn't happening... Kings as a team were 30% from the field, and they were t- 2 of 10 yeah. from 3 in the fourth. So still managed to score 30 points in that quarter. What'd you say? He still managed to score 30 that's points in that fourth quarter. Yeah. Somehow. I Which, have no idea 18 how. free throws, 14 of 18 that's free how you throws. Do it. Again, you super impressive considering that they couldn't push the pace. The Minnesota Timberwolves did a fantastic job slowing them down, taking them out of their offense, and that's what a team with length does to the Kings offense. But on top of that, you started this conversation talking about that fourth quarter defense. And right before we came back on ESPN had uh, Kings highlights from the fourth quarter. And Mm. you saw the way that Nas Reed was just getting into the paint, throwing it down on some bonus or, or I'm sorry, it was Alex Len that was right there at that moment. And it wasn't just that play. Mm. It was so many of those. It didn't matter if it was slow-mo and literally in slow motion, getting into the paint and finding a way to score. Yeah. McDaniels had a nasty jam in there too. Oh my God. I I was telling Morgan last night, I look at that roster and I'm like, I would love Nas Reed on the Kings, Mm -hmm. Kyle Anderson on the Kings, McDaniels, McDaniels, Noel. I mean, I'm like, the list goes on. You're going, what the? They have a lot of guys. Prince was out last night. Jordan Prince was out. And then you had Mike Conley stepping up like he was old, like young Mike Conley. Conley. Yeah. Yeah. I just was, the the defense, and that's the other thing, too. I mentioned, like, maybe some more Kessler Edwards, but, like, Davion Mitchell's been playing well. Yeah. You know, and I know you got to score to get back in the game, but you know what else can create offense? Ball pressure, forcing some mistakes, yeah. getting out on the run. And I, I, I thought he rolled too long with a unit that wasn't giving them anything mm-hmm. defensively. And it just wasn't going to happen last night. Yeah. I, There's just too 
Mike Conley, I love Mike Conley, steady veteran so presence. Yeah. But he's killed the Kings this year. Mm-hmm. And him being six of eight shooting can't happen because it's not like he had difficult shots. I'm not trying to minimize his impact, but you have to – he can't be having mm-hmm. straight line drives to the basket in the late fourth quarter Resistance. when you're trying to win. You, you have to put some sort of ball pressure on this yeah. guy. Yeah, and that's kind of where it's unfortunate, where Davion's, you know, kind of at a size advantage, a disadvantage against, you know, not necessarily against Mike Conley, but that's kind of the yeah. only guy that you can put him on. Maybe if they, they go to their bench guard, you can put him on there, but you just kind of can't match him up against anybody. When when you have that much length, like Anthony Edwards is a bull. Like, I don't, I don't sure. know if, I don't know if Davion can match up against someone like him, but, uh, you know, just all in all, it, you know, actually to the Kings credit, what did Anthony Edwards finish with? I think I know under it was 20. under twenty. Yeah, yeah. I think it was, he, he had a big shot in the fourth. He that did, kinda like yeah. Created some separation. Yep. I think it pushed lead kind from of, five yeah, to kind eight. Kind of the dagger. Yeah. yeah, you could tell he's not one hundred percent coming off injury yet, and he's playing the second half of back to back. He still found other ways to be impactful. I will say this: I thought Keegan did a nice job on him at mm-hmm. times, just trying to use his body, defend him with his chest a little bit, trying to make life a little more challenging. And that's what you can ask, all you can ask for. Something that Will Z had mentioned on Twitter that we had talked about last night, that the pace for the Kings obviously looked much slower. It was different. T-Wolves did a great job, and he talked about that. He said the game's pace was 96 points a year, the fifth slowest game the Kings have played all season. The nine fast break points last night was well under their season average of 14.9. So that's them not getting those deflections, not getting those steals, not get not putting the pressure on, grabbing a defensive board and pushing it the other way. They just didn't have that going for them. T-Wolves did a fantastic job coming into Golden 1 Center last night and just knowing that what was at stake. All right. Let's talk more about the T-Wolves coming up because I'm curious how you guys are feeling about a potential matchup. If the playoffs started today, we'd get a Kings-Timberwolves playoff series. Minnesota has won three of four against Sacramento this year. We'll talk about that next. Deuce Mason, Morgan Reagan, Frankie, God, Sally, and Chris Watkins on Sackdown Sports 1140. <laughs> at home tonight while I'm watching the game, dude. All night? Yeah, because I'm not li- listening to the Warriors broadcast. Yeah. Turn them down and just have this on in the background as I watch Brandon Ingram carve up the Warriors tonight. The beads? No beads, though? Oh, I'm wearing be- I'm Okay, you're wearing beads. You can come over a okay. Mardi Gras oh, yeah. celebration. Yeah, okay. What are you going to bring? Uh, I will bring... I don't know. Maybe I'll bring... I'll bring Chris. <laughs> oh, thanks, Aww. man. That guy's a yeah. snack. Oh. Bring, uh, sorry. Oh, which wanted- Chris? <laughs> Both. Oh, I'm having a Mardi Gras party at home. I say, hey, what? You heard that, right? Yeah. Hey, what do you bring, Chris? Chris no thought cute. into it. No, I thought that was cute. That was him. You're hosting. You take care of me. I'm a big yeah. bring forks and plates kind of guy. <laughs> Can I be honest? Okay. I'll bring no, three no, 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 no. Someone time has out, to. Out. You know, someone you're has that cousin. Men, <laughs> men, hi. Up. Listen oh, up, no. guys. Oh, listen God. up. So, what I've learned um, from a friend. So, I grew up not knowing any of this stuff, right? Like, I didn't know how to do makeup or anything, whatever. Um, Didn't know, like, how to host, whatever. I have a friend that's very much into, like, friends and family, and she always brings something over, even though I haven't seen friends in, like, a year. And she's always like, you never go to a home empty-handed. And so just let you know, if you you don't bring forks and knives, you don't bring a friend... (laughs) 
I don't know what the hell you would do, but you bring. I'm bringing something. What are you talking about? A bottle of wine, LaCroix. It doesn't matter. Bring something. Let me specify. I would never, ever show up to a social gathering without something, ever. Even if the even if the friends were like, "Hey, just come over, let's play Monopoly deal." No, because I worry about myself like too much. Like if, if whatever they're having to eat or drink, like I want to have something that I want because like I might not want the things they Wait, want. Wait, so you bring something for oh, so you? Selfish. To share. Yeah. I am selfish. <laughs> oh, in that regard, yeah. Get your hands off my trulies. And that's a hot item for sure. Yeah. But I would share them. But it'd be like a, like a, you could have some if you want. But I know they're not going to have any because they don't like those. Not more than two. You can only take. One. You can have one. Yeah. Also, don't be the friend that brings over the Coors Lights and then oh, drinks yeah. all of the nice, expensive. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah that sounds like, like that. a Frankie move to be. How Honestly. he's describing. No. Yeah, yeah. Chris knows me. Chris yeah. knows what I like. Yeah. He's all. He's all Celtics. Yeah. There's something wrong with that. I like Celtics. <laughs> I'm a Celtic guy. Yeah. Good on nice. Oh, that's good. They're they're light. Yeah. Oh my gosh. What? You guys don't just. Oh, I mean, definitely <laughs> bring, bring something you like. Yes, seltzer. I won't. Sliders. I won't. But like, you also have to bring something that makes sense for the people. For sure. Yeah. I, uh, no Morgan Dude Show. Yeah. I'll, I'll bring a two pound bag of carrots. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. By the way, the Pelicans <laughs> these days. We're playing all this music because the Pelicans play at night, and if the Pelicans win, the Kings clinch. I don't care. Just get it done with. That's, that's the what Pelican. A, whoa. This is like a chicken. Oh, that's that's kind of scary, that's dude. No, that's like like imagine know, like a squeegee and, or and something. You just Alien. look out your window and you just see a, a pelican yeah, just looking right at you its head. Next, a king baby is petting it. Oh god, <laughs> the Pelicans have won five in a row. By the way, ooh, they have not lost to the Warriors this year. Oh, uh, we should note that Steph Curry, Andrew Wiggins, Draymond Green, Clay Thompson did not play in those games. So. Oh, that's not important. Yeah, yeah. We're playing tonight. That's not important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, the Warriors, at the moment, by the way, I think are eight point favorites in that Oof. game. So yeah, they they don't expect it to be close. It is on TNT. So you know, are the Warriors going to lose back to back home games? Probably not. <laughs> but you know damn well, I'm be rooting so hard for them tonight. For your Pelicans, my Pelicans, your longtime fan. Yeah. Who's your favorite player? My favorite of all time? Yep. Tyreek Evans. <laughs> I'll never forget his first playoff run in, with New Orleans. That squad has fun. Peja uh, Stoyakovich? That was, New Orleans, uh, that was New Orleans Hornets. Hornets, but that's the same franchise. We about that the other but day. it's the same it's so franchise. Weird. That's true. Same yeah. city. Same, fr- it's same it's franchise. Not, they don't count Peja as a Pelican. Oh. But they count him as the, the no. New Orleans? That, isn't that no. confusing? Isn't it, listen, no, it's so confusing. It's confusing because the Charlotte Hornets moved to New Orleans. Yeah. Then they became the Pelicans. But I then, mean, you, you're skipping some steps. Am I? Yes. Yeah. Charlotte Hornets were first. They moved to New Orleans. Then they actually go to OKC for a second. New Orleans, Oklahoma City Hornets after Katrina. They go back. New Orleans Hornets change their name to the Pelicans. The Bobcats come along. Hey, we're the Bobcats. And then they change their name <laughs> to the Hornets. Hornets. Oh. So, yeah, the original OG Hornets yeah. are in New Orleans technically. But I think <laughs> the current Charlotte Hornets acknowledge <laughs> that history as yeah. Theirs, yes. which is weird. Separate. If you go to basketball Why reference. Why did the league let this happen? It's separate. It's very confusing. Blame David Stern. I yeah, know. I agree. He, so are we still rooting for the Pelicans tonight, though? Oh, yeah. Okay, 100%. cool, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. Okay. Um, Kings lost to Minnesota last night. Mike Brown, after the game, talked about, we got to get our stuff together against Minnesota. You know, they've been a handful of, a handful for us uh, the entire season. So, we, you know, if we face them again, we're going to have to try to figure something out. And not, it's going to have to be more of a defensive-oriented game because at the end of the day, uh, they're, they're just going to 
push out on, on, on our guys when, when you got a, a three-time defensive player of the year sitting in the paint uh, impacting you at the rim. Um, they're going to give up the, the, those twos, and we're going to have to make you know, scoring a 115 points on on 46 percent shooting that's enough to win the game so we're going to have to score twos the way we do but we're going to have to garner some stops against these guys especially early so that they don't have the confidence they had throughout the course of the ball game yeah someone like Jane mcdaniels who had one point he was in major foul trouble against the warriors came out and was aggressive early i thought he absolutely cooked kevin herter herter gets pulled pretty early in that first quarter they got their confidence going. I guess my bigger question about Minnesota that we can throw out now and even tackle next segment too, how concerned are you about potentially playing this team in the playoffs, Frankie Cardicelli? Oh, sorry. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, it's length that it gives the Kings problems. I think we know that by now. I mean, even when the Kings played against Orlando, who has a lot of interchangeable forward slash center types, uh, they struggled, and that's again they ended up winning, of course. But um, – Minnesota, they're physical, and they have a ton of forwards. But I think the Kings have done a good job of hanging with them in every game they've played so far this season. They've won one in overtime, and sure, Carl Anthony Towns hasn't played any of the games so far, so we don't really know what that looks like. But, I mean, the Kings won one. Other two, they were close in the game till the end. And in one of those games, you have the worst offensive. I don't think it's I – don't, I don't think it was the worst statistical offensive performance of the year, but it was from three. And it was assists. They had a season low in assists last night. Yeah, 17. And, and that when the ball movement isn't there for the Kings, and again, that comes down to getting out in transition, which they did not have any a, a game, a fast break game last night. Um, there was 50 fouls last night, and that, I think, is what broke up the Kings' offense and really kind of slowed the game down. The crowd took them out of it because there wasn't any runs. So I, I still feel like it'd be a good series. I think they're, they're, they're pretty evenly matched, I think. I think I told you last night that um, – they're they're one of the teams in the league that are better than the record suggests, yeah. and I think it'd be a good series. Yeah, I if I had to like rank them, I'd probably say Phoenix is probably still my number one concern, but Minnesota's probably two just in terms of like the the actual matchup. You know, it's the the length that Frankie just mentioned. It just feels like the the way for this team to win is by them somehow taking Gobert out of the game, which has kind of always been the plan against any Gobert team in the playoffs, but. You know, the Kings' kind of only solution for, for getting Gobert out of there is for Trey Lyles to have a big series. Kind of like, you know, maybe it's just because it's the only way that I've seen us beat Minnesota this year, but that was a, a good recipe for success in that overtime game against uh, against Minnesota earlier was, you know, putting Trey in at the five, and he really disrupted, you know, bringing uh, Gobert out of the paint, and that's also, you know, why, why uh, getting out in transition is so big because it, allows Gobert to not be plotted in the middle and you can hopefully beat him down the court. Um, it just feels like Minnesota is a really tough matchup for the Kings, especially just again, like you go down all the length they have towns, you know, Kyle Anderson, yep. Gobert, Nas Reed, Jaden McDaniels. <laughs> it's just a, a long list of guys that the Kings just have really, they struggle to match up with any team that has that much forward depth. They really only have, you know, Harrison Barnes joked at the beginning of the year how, you know, coming into uh, this season, it had only been him and Mo last year holding down the forward position, and he felt they had more forward depth this year when in kind of reality it still is just, you know, you take out uh, uh, Mo Harkless and you put in Keegan Murray. Keegan and, and yeah. HB are kind of their only forwards, especially obviously they don't have Casey Akpala anymore. I, al- I also think that, like, you're just talking about every- everybody that – 
the T-Wolves have on their roster. I think Chris Finch does a fantastic job coaching these guys. I really do. I think not only his ability to adjust when he was thrown two bigs at him, plus Anthony Edwards. Oh, let me figure this out. Oh, thank God Cat got injured because then it allowed him to kind of build this identity. You think he said, thank God Cat got injured? He was like, oh my, oh, thank the Lord. (laughs) No, but but when Cat did get, when he did go down and he had to deal with what the pieces he had and then adding Mike Conley and getting rid of D'Lo, like all these adjustments, I think Chris Finch has done a fantastic job um, like rebuilding their identity and what they're about. And I I think that's going to be one of the toughest things too is just uh, Mike Brown going up against another great coach. You know, one thing that has surprised me about the Kings, you know, with P.J. Dozier is someone who mm-hmm. – when we saw him play for the Nuggets, he got some legit playoff mm-hmm. minutes. I know he had the injury. I guess I'm just a little surprised the Kings haven't experimented with him at any point. Maybe he's just not totally recovered from that injury and they don't like what they're seeing. But just think of a guy his size that showed some nice defensive moments for the Nuggets in playoff games that maybe the, he would have gotten a look. And now I think we're so late in the season. You're just Kings are kind of who they are. Like. Yeah, they have definitely. their weaknesses. This is kind of the group, and you have to live with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, unless push comes to shove, like last time with Alex Len. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think any of us expected to see Alex Len last night. And um, Mike Brown, he he does these kind of things sometimes, where surprising roster or uh, rotation moves. And I think Dozier's somebody the Kings like. And maybe if there was a situation that the Kings are getting torched by an opposing two, they and Kessler's not able to guard him, and Kevin's in foul trouble. I mean. If TD is not someone you want to put out there because of you know the good and bad parts of his game, when he, if he's either good or really off, that's someone you have down there in the tank to, to throw out there. But um, yeah, that I think that he's somebody I'm very intrigued to see as well because he's played on a, on playoff teams before. So coming up next, uh, we will chat. Well, not next, actually at noon, we're going to chat with Zach Harper from the Athletic. Frankie is going to King's practice. Frankie's got a busy Bye. stretch. Just know you got to check out his work at SackdownSports.com. He covered last night's game, obviously, but he's getting ready to go on the road. He'll be yeah. in Portland when the Kings clinch. Let's, I mean, hope so, right? I mean, are no. you gonna, you're not going to get on for that? It, stop I, it. They're going to clinch Wednesday. Well, yeah. don't worry. I'm about excited, it. though. I'm excited. Okay. Yeah. I'm excited to be on the road for it. Rip City, Portland. <laughs> you see <you> tomorrow. <laughs> What's <laughs> up? Rip City, Portland. Portland. What a nerd. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Frankie. We'll have more with Chris Watkins, too, coming up next. Deuce and Mo on Sacktown Sports 1140. Chat, I gotta say, every time we were playing New Orleans jazz music today, makes it makes feel me good. happy. Yeah. yeah. I was gonna say, it, I like definitely get why people in New Orleans are so party happy yeah. and just excited. Like, if I woke up and was just like doing did, I don't know. It's feel good me, music. Hey, feel great. You know what used to be massive mid 90s? What? Jazz Jubilee and Old Sack, dude. Oh, that yeah. was my grandparents. I mean, I think the average age was 73, mm-hmm. but my grandparents would go every year. They would take me every year. Yeah. It was such a fun time. You had old Sacramento people mm-hmm. just playing jazz. and That's yeah. cute. It's cute. They're both dead now. Yeah, they so are I, both dead. We can't dead. go to the Jazz okay. Jubilee together. I think That's why. I think the Jazz well. Jubilee is dead. The Jazz yeah, Jubilee. Yeah, honestly, yeah. why is it dead? I want to bring back the Jazz Jubilee. Let's do it. <laughs> Can I be a promoter for it? I can't do anything in terms of music or anything. I just like it. Yeah. I, th- I think you answered the question. What? How many people that love the Jazz Jubilee are no, still No, no. Here's us? the thing. 
there's a lot of people who like jazz music, mm-hmm. well, you got to get like the younger jazz yeah, artists. Yeah, exactly. Some real yes. jazz. Come on. Some Diego, yeah, yeah, some yeah, Tom yeah. Mish. Yes. Oh, my God. I love, I love jazz music. Yeah. I leave jazz on for my dog all the time yeah. because it makes him feel oh, good. Can you imagine being able to just jam on a saxophone? Would be great. What What would you just look vibe like? Vibe out to yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you gotta have that face. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, please, nobody watching on YouTube make <laughs> that a gif. Don't. There's nothing. A what? A gif. Thank yeah. You. There you go. Yeah. Chris called it a gif. gif. What a That's peanut butter, dude. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh my god. Yeah. I feel like we're in a good spot today. About what? Mentally. Mentally, I yeah, feel Kings lost. The Kings lost a really disappointing <laughs> game. We're, we're laughing a lot today. Oh, no. We're having a good time. The uh, pressure's off. That's what it is. It's because that- you know what's going to happen. Yeah, exactly. Like, I- I'm with you. I feel kind of foolish now for like really, you know, yesterday we were talking about should we light the beam if, if even if they lose? It's like, just no, wait. like they're not going to light the beam today if like it just wouldn't feel right. You know? Thank like, you. Yeah, I'm with you know. on that We, we might have been I'm a little, little drunk, a little high yesterday, I okay. guess. Okay. What? Eye on some fumes. The amount of crap I took yesterday for saying, no, you guys, you don't light the beam if they lose, even if they clinch. And you're like, no, light the beam, light the beam, light the beam. Like, what is your guys' problem? You guys run off of, of emotions where oh, I am yeah. realistic and I stay grounded. Okay. That's such a dumb thing to say. Thank you. Thank you, Morgan. <laughs> uh, I know. <laughs> Oh, I'm wait, that crib. was from yesterday. That was from yesterday. You're when all you, that's, losers. That's what you told Deuce yesterday after he said that the Kings were going to win yesterday. Yes. Um, oh, God. Mikey, how would you guys feel if the Kings lost out and then got eliminated in the play-in game? Just curious. Uh, do, you have to, do you have to ask that? Yeah. I mean, what do you, how do you think it would great. feel? It would feel so good. I'll say this. If that happens, no, don't. I quit. <laughs> I will not do a show here ever again if that happens. Stupid. Don't make those jokes. Don't make so those you're a jokes. bad person. Playing, yeah. <laughs> that's not going to happen. If they lose to Portland Wednesday. I, Rip City. I, Portland. I'll say this. <laughs> yeah. Rip, what was that, Frankie? Rip City. Portland. Portland. <laughs> well, we had Nick call in the night chat yesterday and said P-Town. I'm like, you never called it P-Town. No. Um. Here's the good news. If they lose to Portland, we're off on Thursday because we have a Stockton Kings playoff game we have to get ready for. Oh, so yeah, I'll be that, that's in. your mess. You got to deal yeah, with me, it. Me and but Drapes. it's not going to happen. You and Drapes will be reflecting on a Kings win in Portland. Rip City, Portland. I mean, in all seriousness Ooh. about Portland, though, they, I mean, they've completely shut it down. Like, Dame is yeah. done mm-hmm. for the year. Yeah, they're, they're definitely not the same team that they are. And, you know, this is kind of... I don't want to regret saying this, but this isn't really like, you know, going against that Utah team that doesn't have anyone. It doesn't feel like Portland just had, you know, they don't have the weapons. Well, no. are you you're I, sure they've got Drew Eubanks. Drew you know? Eubanks, People compared yeah. him to um, Drew Chris Eubanks. Dudley. Dude, so out of their starters, they only have Thibel. That's, uh, that will be. Hey, you know what? Thibel can get you. I mean, he could heat up and get you 11 points in a game. <laughs> And oh like, my god! Don't let him catch fire. Yeah, I love that you're saying this. Mark finished gonna, with double digits. He's gonna oh, drop know, gonna a thirty, 30. point yep. game and like have ten steals. Yeah, you want you're that an idiot. Little you're cocky <laughs> and an idiot. Stop it! Stop it! I'm not cocky, honestly. I'm just. I mean, I think it's all. It's safe to. Say, you would even agree yeah. with this more. It's safe to say the Kings right. better win on Wednesday. Yeah, and, yeah. Know, it's like it's a team that's super shorthanded. 
They're tanking. Yeah, like, they weren't I get, good with Damian yeah, Lillard playing. Yeah. No, and I think I think when you do look at this situation for the Kings, it's I know we want to get to the point clinch and then rest your guys. Yeah. But right now, you haven't clinched. Like, you mm-hmm. have to play every game like it was 20 games ago yeah. where you're still working for this spot in the Western Conference. And I just hope that the Kings mentality – like, I think something, like we were already saying in the beginning of the mm-hmm. show, is being – lifted off their chest after yesterday's game. I think mm-hmm. yesterday's game was a lot of pressure, and I think yeah. some people might say, well, they deal with the pressure. No, I get it, but like they're learning. They're mm-hmm. still experiencing pressure together right. as a team, and they didn't do what they needed to do, but how will they respond to the pressure the next time? That's what. That's when we can decide what type of team this really is. Yeah, it definitely feels like they can just go out there and what they play Wednesday and Friday. Yeah. Go out there, get comfortable, and just play your game. And you... (laughs) Even if they did something outrageous and lost in Portland, they could get help. By yeah. the way, we just found out that Kevin Durant is coming back Wednesday against Oof. Minnesota. Okay. So that's going to be an intriguing matchup, mm-hmm. too, to see. And to kind of see what the Suns look like down the stretch, right? I yeah. think we all look at that team on paper and go, oh, look out. I think we just need to see it, too. I just, mm-hmm. I think my doubts come not so much about the talent, about how you fit everything together this late in the year when you're trying to make a championship push. Then again, these are Kevin Durant's plug used and play. To play. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's going to be tough. I, I think I, Phoenix is definitely the team that scares me the most at full strength. I just think, honestly, no, I don't think Kevin Durant's defense is talked about enough as well. Like, he's, yep. a, he's a damn near seven-foot guy who's got crazy wingspan, and he can – He's just so versatile offensively, obviously, but defensively as well. Like, it, it makes them a really dangerous team. And Aiden's a really good athlete as well. Like, they can potentially switch everything and, and cause nightmare nightmarish uh, matchups for, for a lot of teams. The only thing I don't like about KD right now is hmm. this whole beef with Barkley. These guys got to squash yeah, that, man. It really it's weird. weird. Is it still going on? Yeah. It is it, did it get again? worse? Well, Charles said something about him being sensitive again, and oh. KD responded on social media. I mean, definitely not proving his point of being sensitive. right. No, he's definitely sensitive, <laughs> yeah. and I love Keith, but yeah. I think he's very sensitive. He's very sensitive, but also it's just like, yeah, don't respond. Like that's my new thing. I don't respond to idiots that don't yeah. know me, that don't know who I am, what I'm about. Like you're just not, you're not worth my time. I guess I'm kind of similar to Katie then. You, I respond to everything. Huh? Yeah, you've been responding to people again, and I'm like, you're <laughs> stop. Like, yeah, why are you laughing? Is. What, what is this? You've been testing recently yeah. too. I know. Like, <laughs> Maybe that's. People. Maybe he's asking for it. Maybe yeah. he's so. trying to fight people. I'm getting ready for the playoffs. You yeah, gotta, you gotta built that up that intensity. armor. Let's no, go. There's no armor. Just those like, calluses. Those fighting calluses. No, no, it's called just be the smarter person. Well, Chris Watkins um, <laughs> is going to be live again tomorrow yes. at 10 o'clock. Yep. Make sure to check him out 10 to 11 Monday through Friday here on Sackdown Sports 1140, and then a 10 to 2 on Thursday. 10 to 2 on Thursday. Yep. All Kyle right. Draper. Sweet. That'll be fun. Coming up yeah. next, fun. Zach Harper from The Athletic will join us. It's Deuce and Mo on Sackdown Sports 1140. <laughs> Every time he plays this, this music, I, I forget why. And then I go, oh, yeah. And then that trumpet hits and it yeah. clicks. I'm going to be shameless say I'm a hardcore Pelicans fan. It's hardcore. I think... um. It's going to be tough against the Warriors today. For sure. But they've beat them what, three Willie Green could get his team going. This is a big game. They're trying to win six in a row. I mean, I've never <laughs> believed in B.I. more than right now. 
Appreciate you guys hanging out with us. Juice Mason, Morgan, Reagan. Super excited to talk to a guy. I haven't talked to him forever. I know. He used to spend some time in Sacramento. Of course, he works for The Athletic. He's the one and only Zach Harper. How you doing, man? Oh, I could not be happier to be here right now. Dude. Look at you guys. Look at the look at the glow up and the come up on YouTube. Oh, oh my goodness. Yeah. Oh god. I yeah. About that, yeah. I appreciate on. it, man. Come on. Dude, how are you? Oh, top of the world. I had acupuncture this morning. I feel great. Ooh. Okay, what's that? That scares me so much. Uh, well, th- so I've had I've had acupuncture a lot. Um I've got like a sciatic nerve issue which I know everyone was tuning in to find out. Um yeah. but this was the first time they did like like uh not electroshock therapy because that sounds dramatic, but they would add a little electricity to the acupuncture, oh. and it actually really helped. I mean, you should, really, really you should add more to that. They stick needles all in you. You're gonna add more. It no, but it's like it just it. I don't get how it works, but it just always sounds like it works for people. So this is something I want to try. But did did the needles hurt? <laughs> well, it so like. <laughs> this is such a weird conversation to have. No, on, this is actually why show. we had you on. Oh, okay, great. Um, yeah. So the sciatic nerve has caused recently um, my glute and my hamstring to be super tight. <laughs> and so when they put the needle in my hamstring, it hurt because my hamstring is like as tight as it can be. But it only hurts for like a second. It okay. like there's a little spasm and then it's fine. And then you don't even notice it. I kind of fell asleep a little bit. It was great. I want it. Go do they do it. cupping and like bloodletting. It's great. <gasps> Damn. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Are you are you competing? Yeah, are, I'm sorry. Are, are you, you playing in the are, NBA? Are you, yeah, or? Do you have a game tonight? <laughs> no, it's just uh, not to brag, but you know, you hit your 40s, your body really breaks down. Like okay. it's just something you go through. Yeah, uh, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, obviously, I mean, it's been a long time since the Kings have been relevant. They're coming off a tough loss last night to Minnesota. I know you you keep up with Minnesota as well. You keep up with the league. I was really impressed with Minnesota last mm. night. Second, I have a back to back, two big time mm-hmm. wins. I think there's a lot of Kings fans out there concerned about a potential matchup with the T-Wolves in the playoffs. So what 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 do you make of last night? I mean, I, from the Timberwolves standpoint, I thought it was maybe their best team effort all season long, just from top to bottom. Like, they, they were incredible. And especially, like you mentioned, back-to-back, Carl didn't play last night. Um, and they just execute. And to out-execute the Kings down the stretch is just not something I expected. Once it was tight, I was like, oh, the Kings are going to pull this out because Kings have been so good in the clutch. And he was just they outlasted him right they they just were fantastic and i think from a minnesota standpoint it's different than last year like last year they played really the dumbest playoff series i've ever seen between two teams <laughs> with them in memphis like i i couldn't believe from game to game i was like whoever makes the fewer mistakes is going to win this and that's not like that sounds like basic analysis but for that series it was like my god it's just there's so many mistakes happening left and right and so many dumb decisions but now you know they have gobert they have Conley. Those are two more adults than they had last season. Not you can't exploit them, but there there is a there is a more sound approach to what that series would look like. Also, you don't know how the Kings are going to respond, but I mean that offense. Like I just I don't for a team like Minnesota who who can struggle with offense. I don't know how you stop that or you match that offense in a in a seven game series. Oh wow. Well, I mean, it seemed like they stepped up to the game plan last night, but I you know, you talk about Minnesota and that team effort, all around team effort last night. So, what about when Cats back in there? Does that make you feel better or worse about this team? <sighs> yes, both. <laughs> <laughs> like it's just it's weird because they didn't get a lot of time in the first month of the season to figure it out before he got hurt. And then he missed four months, right? Like he missed four months and they've had guys in and out. They've had changes with the D'Angelo Russell to Mike Conley deal. 
Um, guys have stepped up. Guys have fallen out of the rotation. Um, from an offensive standpoint, I think it can make sense because Cat is such a great shooter. Like, it, it really bothers me when people are like, oh, he's a great shooting big man. No, he's just a great shooter. Mm. Like, he's like 40% from three for his career. Like, it, he takes a ton of them, too. Like, he's just a great all-around shooter. So you can make it work by having him on the perimeter. But at least that first month of the season, the lane was clogged. Anthony Edwards had nowhere to go on offense. Like, it, they have to figure out the spacing. And then defensively, he is someone you can pick on on defense. They don't have a lot of those guys anymore, but he's definitely one. And, and so I think there are a lot of pluses to it, but they have to figure out the weaknesses. So when you look at the Kings, obviously I think people were a little skeptical early on scoring a lot of points, hanging in there. Now they've done it for a good portion of the season. Um, What's been the biggest surprise to you with this Kings team? Has it just been how explosive the offense has been? Yeah. I mean, I look Mike Brown, not known as an offensive coach. I think he's done a great job adjusting and learning stuff along the way. And especially his time in in golden state, like just tell that's rubbed off on him. And he's, he's just taken so much from that. Um, You know, this Kings team, like you guys know, like they, they haven't been that relevant since 2006. And (laughs) I mean, like like one of my favorites said, like the last time that they clinched a playoff berth, Talladega Knights was in theaters. Oh, like that's like, that's how long ago it was. Right. So there's just so much, to question even in the early parts of the season and and i think the surprising thing is after the trade last year they actually weren't good at offense you would expect a, a domas and fox team to be good at offense i know there were a bunch of factors there but they were bad in offense yeah it's and probably because they were having justin holiday play 30 minutes hey a night. that's day hey, i like justin <laughs> holiday. I, do too. We're not gonna do that. I like justin but yeah 30 <laughs> minutes is way too many <laughs> um but so like there wasn't in my mind there wasn't a lot to build off of in terms of hope there but you bring in mike brown He's just a great coach. Like he, he really is. I think the surprising thing is that the defense is still really bad, in my opinion. But the, I, that's the best offense in NBA history. Did anyone have that going into the season? They'd be the best offense in NBA history. Like, no. and it's not even close. They're blowing everybody away on offense in terms of a historical standpoint. So, like, I just, I, I'm shocked it kept up. But at this point, how could you not buy in? It, okay. I, cause I'm, I mean, I'm with you. And I think sometimes, you know, track record shows like defense wins championships. Do you think that this Kings team with this offense has a chance in the postseason? When I say a chance, I, I guess I mean more like even just coming out of the first round. Yeah, coming out of the first round for sure. Like I would be worried if they're playing the Warriors, although the Warriors play, I mean, my goodness, some. Mm worst basketball on the road that I can like I mean it's just it's stunning how bad they've been on the road this year and you could say injuries you can say all this stuff like even when the main guys are there they've played bad bad basketball on the road so I guess that would open the door a little bit normally I'd be like yeah the Warriors are gonna wax them like that that's a bad matchup but I could you know Kings will have home court if they protect the first two games then I can absolutely see it against Minnesota I think they have the upper hand the other teams it's so tough projecting a young team that hasn't been there before. Yeah. Right. And, and like Sabonis has been in the playoffs, but he hasn't had really any success. You know, Harrison has obviously had incredible success there, but it's, it's been a, a little while since he was, he was in there. And I don't know how much you expect him to take over in, in big moments, just from a leadership standpoint. Don't to forget calm about everything Matthew Delvadova and his championship sure. ring. <laughs> yeah. His championship ring. I mean, sure. Steph Curry put him in the hospital one time, but yeah, like, it was, <laughs> you know, it's, like he's got, he's got some experience there too. Um, so it, it's hard to project a young team and how they will respond, but we've seen, you know, Memphis look pretty good. Like New Orleans last year, even though they lost in that series, they look pretty good. Like I, they could, 
the Kings could absolutely like buckle down against even a healthy Clippers team, a healthy Warriors team, and you feel good about their chances. Now, a deep playoff run, that's where I'm going to push back a little bit because I just, again, the main guys just haven't really been there before. Who do you trust in the West? Do you trust anybody in the West at this point? I trust a healthy Kevin Durant. Oh. Like, oh. I tr- if Ke- if KD's healthy, like, I don't think anyone's beating the Suns. Is that a thing? Is a healthy Kevin Durant a thing anymore? Do we know? Hey. Well, in 2023, that's a toughie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I think I'm with one you. That's hard to find. Yeah, like I, Denver's still Denver's in, and maybe this is a good thing. Like Denver's kind of in that Milwaukee mode for me from a couple of years ago, where it's like, all right, you guys got to do something in the playoffs to prove it, and then they won the championship, so that worked out for them. Denver, I just I don't trust their defense, and I don't trust their health, and I unless Jamal Murray is going to play like he did in the bubble, I don't know if you can count on him game yeah. after game. And then everyone else after, like Memphis, terrible in the half court, which you need to be good at in, in the playoffs. Uh, the the Wolves, the the Clippers, the Warriors all have major flaws. I'm not buying the Lakers. I'm not buying anyone else in the playing tournament. So, like, uh, yeah, a healthy a healthy KD, I'm, I'm in on him. You, you didn't really mention the Clippers. We always say, like, on paper, champions, whatever the hell everyone says about them. What mm-hmm. what What do you feel about the Clippers? I again they you got it like I'm done like I mm. love Kawhi Leonard Kawhi Leonard is one of my favorite players um I I trust him I don't trust that Clippers jersey I don't trust Paul George I don't trust Russell Westbrook I like I how can you how can you give them the benefit of the doubt at this point they don't treat the regular season seriously it's been better this year the last couple of months and how they've approached it but they they seem to think like, oh, well, on paper, we look like a title contender, so we will be one, and it just doesn't work out that way. Where, where do you stand this MVP race? I feel like everyone has some uh, take on it, but, <laughs> I mean, it's it's obviously uh, an interesting race. Yeah, I uh, I hate the conversation, yeah, I can tell you that. Like, it, it, why did Remember when debating MVP was fun? And right. now it just seems like a chore. It seems like I gotta like wash wash dishes or clean the bathroom <laughs> or something, and like just to just to do this. Like I right now, I and I have a vote. Um, luckily, like I I'm leaning Giannis right now because I think like Chris Middleton's played like 30 games and they have the best record in the league. Yeah. And a lot of that is out. So now Drew Holiday's been great. Brooke Lopez has been great. I don't want to say he doesn't ha- have help, but I'm leaning Giannis just because of what he does on both ends of the floor and how great he's been. But by the end of the sentence, I might be thinking it's Embiid or Jokic. Like, I, I go back and forth between those three constantly. Super disappointed Embiid didn't play last night against Denver. Like, come on. Like, give us that matchup Thank again. Thank you. No, that's what we were saying. It's like, like we get it twice a year. I'm, yeah, twice a year. And, like, I get it. He had a calf injury, and, and it's been bothering him for a little bit. Come on. You got to give us that one. They can't be high altitude was going to make that calf, like, get worse, right? <laughs> I, well, I'm not a... Not a biologist or a scientist or anything, but I don't feel like that's a thing. No, get some cupping done, you know? Get some cupping. Yeah, go to acupuncture. What are you doing? That's all you need to do. And then he had that piece that came out, Shams put out yesterday, where he goes, I've never felt better. I'm like, and then you don't play. I'm like, what? Like, like, I'm not going for the MVP. I'm not campaigning for it. It's like, yeah, you got Daryl Morey on your side. He'll campaign for you. That's what he does. You know, it's, I mean, now that we're just kind of going around the NBA and I just saw on the screen uh, ESPN was talking about the Nets and shutting down someone like Ben Simmons too. What, give me some of your thoughts on Ben Simmons and if he has a future in this league. Uh, This will sound very basic, but like if he wants to, he will. Okay. I truly believe that. Now, I don't know. I don't know how bad that back is. Maybe he needs some cupping too, right? Like, I don't know how bad that back is, (laughs) but. I think 
I think he is a player that is underappreciated, undervalued. He is really good. I get all the all the issues with him on the court. Doesn't score. Doesn't shoot. Afraid to of the free throw line. He's one of the best defenders in the league. He's an incredible playmaker. He's a great rebounder. Like he can play, but he is so in his own head right now. And maybe some of that's the body, and maybe some of that is just what happened over the last couple of years. But that's a guy who was on pace to make the Hall of Fame. Like, he, wow, like I want to say this was before before the the Atlanta Hawks series, but he was on pace. If he didn't get any better and he played like a decade more at this level, he was going to surpass like 16,000 points, 8,000 rebounds, 8,000 assists, which I think only LeBron and Jason Kidd have done. Like, that's it. Like, he was going to be a Hall of Famer, and he's all defense and maybe a defensive player of the year or two in the mix. And since then, like, I just it, – like, it sucks. I get people don't like him. I like watching him play basketball when he's right. And, Same. And this is not – like, this is not all his fault, but he's got to correct what he can. Yeah. I I just wonder what would – where would be a good spot for him? Because well, it seems yeah. like Brooklyn's kind of bailed on him at this point, too. Would it be like a Miami, maybe? Ooh. No, because I think Pat Riley would kill him. Um, I think, yeah. I, I think, I think it's got to be somewhere like very low stakes, small market. Like if he was in like Utah, Portland. OKC, something like Sacramento. that. Sacramento, yeah, like Sacramento. Like I mean, he's look. He could help. Like he's gonna have to fix some things, but he could help the defense a lot in a lot of places. But he has to play. That's the thing. He has to play and he has to be engaged. And we just didn't see that this season. It is wild watching him too, even when he last played. It's been a long time. Mid-February was his last game. Mm -hmm. Just still passing up shots. Oh, yeah. The the mental side, like, I know people want to clown him and all that, but the mental component of the game is... It's it's, it's it's an important thing that we should talk well, about. Well, Zach, it is, but also I go, why would teams want to take a chance on him still? Like, and I say that, right. I say that because there's always a few of those players in this league where it's like, yeah, but there's this, and that's like taking a chance, and everyone's always like, talent trumps all. I mean, we can go to to Dallas right now, and you know, obviously mm-hmm. you're seeing the health being an issue with um, Kyrie and Luca, but it's like. Does it trump all? Because you're seeing with Ben Simmons, he can't even play on the floor and he's owed lots and lots of money. Yeah, I mean, it it can trump all. It should trump all, but it doesn't always, right? I, I think with him, I think the thing that would be great to to get into his mindset is I would like a coach to say, I don't care if you shoot 40% from the free throw line. Yeah. You are crazy big, athletic. No one can really stop you from going to the basket. You look like, look, you can't say go be Giannis, right? Because that's a whole other level and level and level of production and tenacity and everything. But if they told him, look, fourth quarter, go get the other team in foul trouble. Yeah, you might go four for 12 from the free throw line. Doesn't matter because now every time, I guess now like Spencer Dinwiddie gets a touch foul or Mikel Bridges gets a touch foul or whatever, they're going to the free throw line. Like he has the ability to get the other team in the penalty almost instantly if he wants to, but he's so in his head about shooting free throws he just avoids the contact he passes up shots he moves the ball well but it's i mean you are playing four on five out there yeah i think the toughest thing with him now is the contract because i think obviously teams would try to take a chance on yeah. him. I yeah yeah for sure i would love to see someone like mike brown work with him wow just be in a good environment the kings have a lot of good vibes right now some confidence goes such a long way 
And what does De'Aaron Fox talk about with Mike Brown? He He's gave him confidence. Yeah. And De'Aaron's playing the best basketball he's ever played. And I just, I'm not ready to be done with Ben Simmons. Now, if there's like legit nerve damage, he's dealing with his back, maybe it's a different conversation. But I'm, Zach, I'm with you. I, I think he could still contribute in the NBA. Yeah. And, and to both of your points, I, I mean, it's a lot easier to want to take a chance on him if he's making seven, eight million dollars right. a year rather than 30 plus for the next three or four years, right? Like that, that changes the conversation. I think if his contract was manageable, a lot of, you know, a dozen or two teams would want to take that chance, but not at 30. You can't, you can't waste that much cap space if he keeps doing what he's doing. I, I mentioned the Mavs and I just want to go back to the West really yeah, yeah. quick um, because I know for Deuce and I, we have not enjoyed watching that style of basketball in Dallas. How about you? And how do you feel about Luca's game this season? Um, God, I wish he'd stop complaining. Ah. I really do. Like he's, it's so annoying. I'm so like, I get it. Refs have been bad and everything. I'm so sick of people complaining about officiating. Like it's just, it's, it's not going to change the way it is. And so just go out there and play and control what you can control. And it, like it reminds me so much. I know this comparison has been made a lot of that. Just the James Harden Houston basketball. Yeah, he gets assists. He moves the ball. There's no real offense being created though. If that makes sense, like there are there are different levels of assists, right? There are assists where you create a bucket for a teammate, or there are assists where you passed it, they shot it, and they made it, and so legally it's an assist. And and there's just not a lot of. There's just not a lot of offense that is being created outside of him. It's very heliocentric, and I just think there's a major limit on what that does, and then there's a major limit on the engagement that it causes for the rest of your teammates. And so for when they had someone like Dorian Finney-Smith, that dude will go out there and defend no matter what, whether he's getting touches or not. He is one of the best role players in the league. You have to give him up to go get someone like Kyrie, and they took a big swing, and I get all of the reasons why they did it, but you lost a lot with that. Like you lost a lot of heart and a lot of competitiveness on that end of the floor. They are atrocious defensively. I mean, it is it's tough to watch. Dude. It's so bad. Like the idea that you would have Kyrie Luca and Christian Wood on the floor together, like, Oh my God, I, we could score on them. Like it's, it's that bad. Right. I actually was, I was coming home last night, late at night and I I'm taking a right onto a street and I look over and there is an actual trash can on fire. I've never seen this before. It was like it was like a TV show. There's an actual trash can on fire on the corner, no one around. And my first thought was, "Oh, the Mavs." Yeah. Like that's what I thought. Like it was just like that's how bad it is in Dallas right now. And they might like he might walk this summer. They might have done all that for 3 months of bad vibes. Like yep. it's crazy what's going on there. It is crazy what's going to happen too. Like as Luca gets so upset that he's like, "I want out." But Luca's got to look in the mirror too. Let's be honest. Oh, he oh needs, for sure. Yeah. He needs to look yeah. in the mirror and drop uh, a few LBs. Uh, are you fat I'm not shaming fat him? shaming. You're fat no. Shaming Luca no, right now? I'm fluffy. I don't even work out right now, so I'm not <laughs> fat shaming. I'm just saying if you yeah, want yeah, yeah. like if he wants to take his game to the next level, let's be real. Like he if you look at video and photos of him mm -hmm. from early on in the season. I get people grow, but he's like in this like little, little chubby stage right now. <laughs> Abs he is. And like, that's something, I mean, Reggie Miller fat shamed him last year on the air and it worked. <laughs> it worked. Like he then dropped some pounds and they turned around their season and they were great. And you talk like, talk about his game, like especially on defense, like Jason Kidd had to ask him last season, just play two more seconds of defense each <laughs> possession. That's what we need. Two more seconds. From your best that, player. Like, Can you play a lot? That's wild coaching, and yet it kind of worked. Like, just two more seconds. 
I have a question for you because you obviously have a podcast where you review poorly rated movies, and I I love <laughs> I love hate watching movies. Love. Uh, yeah. Do you have one that is bad? You review that is regarded as bad and is bad that you would recommend we have to watch. Oh, that's bad. That's rated poorly and is actually bad. Yeah, that you were just like, oh, this is awful. But like, good, well, almost good awful, right? Where you you enjoyed oh. hate watching it. Um, God, there are actually a lot of these. What's oh, you know what? This is this is gonna feel like terrorism. There is a movie <laughs> four years after Whoopi Goldberg won an Academy Award. Okay, called Theodore Rex. Oh yeah, Theodore. <laughs> <A> di- <laughs> Yeah, a a a dinosaur is oh. a detective. Yep, and she's helping him on a case about a, the murder of another dinosaur and some great conspiracy. It is awful. I'm in. I mean, it's it's I'm hard in. to find too. It's oh, actually, it's on YouTube now. I think it's on the full movie's on YouTube now. It's hard. It's been hard to find. It is an atrocious movie. I don't. It's not good. I can't then say like, oh, you'll watch it and like it. You'll hate it. But I- it is so bewildering that she did this. After winning an Academy Award, and the paycheck could not have been that high. Like, there's just maybe she got a summer home out of it. I don't know. But Academy Award winner Whoopi Goldberg did that movie, and it is just bewildering. I remember seeing that cover at Blockbuster when I was little. I don't remember it. <laughs> I totally at all. do. I want to watch it. I do have one for you. It's yeah. a really deep cut. Maybe you won't even review it for the podcast. But if you're really bored, uh, turn on Last Ounce of Courage. Just go ahead and Google Last. <laughs> I don't know that. Oh. <laughs> Buckle up, Zach. Let's put it this way. I was on a bachelor party, and oh my god, the the person who was getting married booked a theater so so we could watch this movie. He watched this movie. It was it's so bad. I'm already in. So I don't even care what it's about. Okay. I'm already okay. in. That's that, right, like, you sold it completely. Right. Just let me know what you think. Okay, <laughs> uh, dude. Thanks so much for hopping on, and uh, hopefully we can do this again soon, man. Appreciate Absolutely. it. Absolutely, anytime. Appreciate it. That's the one and only Zach Harper from the Athletic. He's so great. I love it. We just threw anything at him too, and he yeah. was just he can just go with it. He does such amazing work with the Athletic too. So make sure to check out um, all of his work there. A little disappointed he didn't say anything about the Nicolas Cage pillow. Maybe it's because like the camera. Is Maybe it was like no, what it, if it's... it was. It was centered perfect. Okay. I, I already made sure of it. Nicholas Cage is in a new movie coming out. Yeah, some like vampire movie or something. Yeah. Hey, Chris, like, yeah, I, I'm a what? I don't. I don't know if I'm going to see it. All right. Okay. Um, coming up next, I think we got a little story time with Christopher Lon. Oh, oh, and then you have to tell him about your dream. This is when you know story time has gone too far. <laughs> I had a dream that is borderline insane, and it's directly because of Christopher Alon. We'll talk about it next. Deuce and Mo on Sackdown Sports 1140. Yes! Let's go New Orleans tonight. Let's go New Orleans. Beat those bums in San Francisco, the Golden State Warriors. Get them. The Pelicans win. They help the Kings clinch a playoff spot tonight. It's unlikely. Warriors are favored by eight points. Probably not going to happen, but it's something to watch tonight if you're bored at home. On You're like, I'm going to watch some uh, TNT. Why wouldn't you watch this game? Well, I may be locked into the Salt Lake City Stars and the Sioux Falls Sky Force playing because oh, the winner of that game plays the Stockton Kings in the playoffs on Thursday at Stockton Arena. Well, double screen it, and I think it's going to be Sioux Falls. Um, also, hi. 
I'm really happy that uh, in Chris's update about the possibility that one of the worst owners, which is hard to say in the NFL because there's so many bad owners. They're yeah. awful owners. Yeah, yeah. Most the NFL are, sucks. But Dan Schneider. Oh, yeah. Like awful scum of the earth human being. Yes. How he has lasted in the league yep. this long is insane. Oh, how like, he's not in out. jail. Right. Money is out. everything, people. Money so, is everything. But it looks like he's on his way out. Bye. Which be good. And so the group is, Magic Johnson's a part of this group that could be purchasing the Washington Commanders. Yes. Which would be cool. Very cool. Yeah. No, that's, and it's, I mean, is it actually going to create change in the NFL? Who knows? But it's like, you got to just keep picking away, picking yep. away at the old racist, awful humans. <laughs> Get them out. Did I say that? Um, Adrian, how many games in a series for the G League playoffs? Great question on YouTube. Great question. Feed. For those who care, uh, the Stockton Kings, coached by Bobby Jackson, they're they had the best record in the G League this year. Number yeah. one, uh, they host a playoff game coming up on Thursday. The playoffs are single elimination games. Dude, it's up intense. Until the G League finals, and then it's a three-game series. So, do you think the Stockton Kings can get there? What's your vibe? I don't know. Okay. They're going to have a chance. There's times when they play so well together, and I'm like, this team is real good. And then... I've seen them just like poop the bed, and yeah. and it's sad, especially with Nimi and Keon on the team. Well, they're number one. It's not that sad. Like no, when when they do yeah, poop yeah, the bed, yeah. I'm like, man, you guys are so much better than this. Well, speaking of pooping the bed, I think it's time for story time with Christopher Lodd, baby. We interrupt this program for an important announcement. It's that time of the day where Christopher Lodd gives you the stories that you need to hear, or maybe not. I'm going to say maybe not today with story time with Christopher Lott because I'm not kidding you. I had the most bizarre dream ever. And it's was it a dream or a nightmare? It was just weird. It felt like I was, you were telling me a story, but then I was living the story. So for some reason, I was in a courtroom in Florida. Okay. And, but the courtroom was a weird setup because everyone was like a waiting room where everyone was being, I don't know. They're waiting to go into the courtroom or something. Okay. But the story was they had alligator issues, of course, in Florida. And there would be alligators, like, just walking around the courtroom. And they would randomly grab people and pull them from, like, the benches and eat them. And children, too, right? Everyone. And I was seeing it. Like, I, I for whatever reason, I was there. And I just see these people, their heads just disappear because... A gator was coming and chomping them. And then at one point, I'm punching an alligator. This is because of Chris. It was him telling a story, but I was living the story. And how many times have we done gator stories? I'm having dreams about story time with Chris Verlaud now. Please tell me you have a gator story today. No. Okay, okay. There is a crocodile cameo, but no. Okay, let's get to it today. What do you have? Yesterday was dark, so we'll see what today is. This is not dark. This is not dark at all. This is kind of dark. Uh uh, Cabell County, West Virginia, this is courtesy of WOWK, a bus driver in Cabell County, West Virginia, is no longer employed, according to Cabell County school spokesperson Jed Flowers. It was not specified if the driver resigned or had been let go from their position. What it, uh, so you're asking yourself, hey, why did this guy lose his job? Yeah, what, why? What, why? Why? What did he get accused of? 
Apparently, the driver is accused of kicking students off of a school bus mid route and then just driving off. Okay. Residents said a fifth grader on the bus gathered all the kids together and walked them to a nearby McDonald's so that they could get picked up. And this also, so what made this even worse, this happened while they were having severe flooding in the area, terrible weather, and that is when the school started to investigate the driver. I know this is going to sound bad. Hear me out. What did the kids do? (laughs) I've been the kid on the school bus. When you're driving a school bus full of elementary school kids. It's your job. That are rowdy, insane. Change the music! There is no music. Are you serious? Have you been on a school bus before? There's a I had to used to take I used to take the bus, yeah. You didn't have a radio that back then? We we definitely didn't listen to music. Okay. We did. Sorry, wow. in Carmichael cool. San Juan Unified School District, absolutely we did. Wow. Kids were rowdy. If I was a school bus driver, I'm probably kicking kids off too. Get out. Get off my bus. You're gone. Um, I'll say this. I once got a citation on a bus because a bully turned around in the third grade and called me Morgan Scorpion. And I don't know what? why. I started crying. And then the bus driver was like, you're both in trouble. Well, I had uh, two older girls on the school bus who I thought were super cute one day. Told me that I look like the mad TV guy. And I thought, oh, that, that they're saying something nice. No, they were c- comparing me to Alfred E. Newman. You know Yep. The, the, the mad, literally the guy, the on, guy that's the mad, on mad TV, the yeah. mad magazine. Yeah, Did you mad get a magazine. citation? No, well, but then you're good. I got. They bullied me, and look at you now. You still look like him, and now I look so sexy. Okay, and what are they Cr- doing, Chris? So what Meth. happened to this? <laughs> what did you say? What are they doing? <laughs> Probably losers, Chris. What happened to this guy? He got fired. Yeah. That was it? Or, or he got fired or he resigned. We don't oh, okay. know. He's okay. no longer working there. I think we got time for one more. Okay. Yeah. Let's go to Sydney, Australia. This okay. is courtesy of The Guardian. Have you ever wondered what a mammoth meatball tasted like? No. That's disgusting. No. Why? Why? A mammoth? Yeah. Like a huge meatball? No, like it's a woolly mammoth. In a, a meatball, meatball made form. Of, made of woolly mammoth. Thank you. Mm, that's disgusting. <laughs> So that's not something that you would not like to try? No, thank you. Oh. Well, The Vow, an Australian meat production company, is trying to find out that answer of who would want to eat a mammoth meatball. The company announced that they have created the mammoth meatball by using DNA from a mammoth and filling in gaps using elephant DNA. Professor Ernst Wolvetang at the Australian Institute for Bioengineering at the University of Queensland said, it was ridiculously easy and fast. We did this in a couple of weeks. Unfortunately, no one is allowed to taste a meatball as of right now. Wolf Dang said, we haven't seen this protein for thousands of years, so we have no idea how our immune system would react when we eat it. Yeah. How does this idea come up? Like all the cool things you can do, like, hey, Mammoth meatballs. What do yeah. you think? It just sounds good, right? Maybe we open up a franchise. Let's start putting them out there. They're huge. Artificial. That's disgusting. Disgusting. Because no. it, it is artificial no. too, right? But yeah, I mean. Well, oh, it's real meat. It's real. But like, I don't get, I, I guess, I mean, you 3D print a meatball. Like, I don't get how. Using, so they, yeah, they you 3D print it. They take the DNA and they, they have this form of where they like, they get the cells 
and they keep reproducing the cells of what the meat would be, like from what part of the animal it would be. Okay. And they keep reproducing, reproducing till it's actual meat that they're using. Yeah, it's but it's not an actual animal. So they have created 50 more species, including alpaca, buffalo, crocodile, kangaroo, peacocks, and different types of fish. They say that this can help our environment because you're no longer lose, using livestock, which is very tough on the environment. Oh, that's fair. And you're using less water. There's no methane production from the Love meat it. that you're creating. But I don't like the mammoth part of it. But why don't you just stick to cows? Well, there's other companies doing beef, chicken. You yeah. got to do something different, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Go to the mammoth. So if you if someone said like, hey, this is what a mammoth would taste like, you wouldn't even want to try it? No. no. Would you want to? Yeah. Really? Try yeah. Just try it. I'm out. What about mammoth tartare? Um, so like. Yeah. We- I, I don't. I don't think I would eat anything. I mean, I guess now that I'm thinking about it, there wouldn't be any parasites or anything like that. No. See, here's where – now this is going to get dark because this is what <laughs> I think about. Like at some point, someone's going to say like a person, right? Ew, I don't think so. <laughs> There's going to be somebody. Cannibalism. Yeah. Okay. So like what is that in like the I, I, moral – Well, here's the real question. Yeah. I, we always think it's weird that, that cannibalism is weird. I'm not. I'm not the one that's gonna try what? it. What? Do you think our meat would taste good though? Like, I mean, I'm just asking. Like, if you I just mean, had, ask if you the cannibals. Know, well, no, you the, creep. Usually, those are usually so, serial killers. This I'm is talking- gonna make me sound okay. even weirder. <laughs> okay. And I don't know this from experience, but from what I've studied, yeah. they said that human tastes a lot like pork. Wait, you're studying cannibalism? Just like stories that I read like this one. (laughs) Look, man. Like Morgan. You're a little fluffy right now. Maybe your meat would be really good if we sliced you up a little bit, put you on the grill. Oh, my God. I I don't know for sure. Oh, my God. Wait, aren't like, aren't aren't muscly animals taste, don't they taste better? Yeah, but you know know what, though? You know when you have a steak and there's a little fat on it? Oh, my God. I love fat. fat. I love fat. You got a little fat. We we can use your little fat Okay, so, again, I can call myself fluffy. (laughs) Mr. Flat-ass grandpa, you don't get to call me fluffy. (laughs) (laughs) See what the story that when Chris Rillard does? Uh Uh-huh. We start going, hey, who would taste, cannibalism? (laughs) Who would taste uh, Coming up next, is cannibalism? Cannibalism really that bad. Let's let's talk about it. If it's grown in a lab, is it wrong? <laughs> I do. I, I love where we draw the line, though. Where's the line? Eat cows. We could eat anything. Yeah. Can't eat each other. I mean, what's the big deal? There's not. There's <laughs> not a lot of lines drawn in this country, and I don't even need to get into it. Ugh. Barf to everybody. Juice's <laughs> wiry beard when it tastes good. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Chris looks <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> We're so weird and tired and awful. Ian says I can't believe he called her fluffy. No, just to be clear if you're just Oh, I've been in, calling myself Morgan has called herself fluffy guys, no less than seven times. And today. I wouldn't care if any of you called me joke. fluffy. I just I think Morgan don't... looks great. And but also I don't care I don't care what anyone has to say about me because I'm not gonna take your opinion seriously. I don't okay. care. No one's saying that, so relax. You... You're sounding a little tense right now. Uh, we're gonna break. We're gonna come back. <laughs> we got so much to get to. We got truth or trash at one. It's Deuce and Mo. This is Sackdown Sports eleven forty. Oh yeah, Deuce Mason, Morgan Reagan. 
Just know, if the Pelicans do win tonight, and you believe in, like, superstitions, just know it was us creating the energy for the Pelicans Ooh. tonight. We've done jet. You think they're playing New Orleans songs on Pelican Sports Talk today? No. They're, not, they're talking about the Saints. Oh. oh. Hey, can Derek Carr do this? They don't care about the Pelicans playing the Warriors. More people in Sacramento are going to care about the Pelicans tonight as we watch them play the Warriors. And if they beat them tonight. By the way, New Orleans going for six in a row. Dude. If they beat the Warriors tonight, the Kings clinch. That's. And I'm to the point now, now that the Kings threw it away last night, uh-huh. just clinch. I don't care how it happens. Just clinch. Thank Get you. out of the way. Get out of the way. I want to I want to move on. Every- I want to know that and start talking about playoff matchups. Can I say everyone on. You can a- say whatever you want. I'm going to say it. Everyone on Sunday night that was watching the Wolves-Dubs game, we needed the Dubs to win for the Kings to clinch. And there's so many tweets going out. Of like, oh no, I'm okay with it not happening. I don't want it to happen. I want it to happen at Golden One Center in front of the fans. And like, even some people got a little mad at me. Like, that's anticlimactic if it happens tonight. And I'm like, but what if it doesn't happen the next night? And also, it's not anticlimactic because then we're spending an entire day celebrating this team and at the arena celebrating that this team has clinched a playoff spot. And instead, now we're here almost in the middle of the week having to wait. We might have to wait one more day. It's ha- it's Wednesday will be the day, worst case scenario. I want to continue rooting against the Warriors. Mm. Okay. So, well, it, yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. I need an injury update for the Warriors-Pelicans game. I'm going to bring that up right now because I want to see what we're dealing with. The Warriors are eight-point favorites right now. Yeah. So this could, this could dictate some things. Okay. Well. Uh, injury report tonight. Jordan Poole, Draymond Green probable. Andrew Wiggins still out, duh. Uh, Iguodala out. We don't know the Pelicans because the Pelicans played last night against uh, the Blazers. They they beat the Blazers last night to get their fifth straight win. They, they were up by like 36 in that game too. Let's look at the numbers from last night's game for the Pellies. Our Pellies. Our Pellies tonight, right, Morgan? Our, our Pellies. Get it right. Uh, they won 124 to 90. Ingram had 29 points. Six rebounds on 12 of night shooting in 31 minutes. So, yeah, our guy B.I. only played 31 minutes last night. So, that's good news. He got some rest. All right. Our guy's going to have some rested legs. I like that. So, they started Trey Murphy, C.J., Valanchunas, Herb Jones, and Brandon Egram. All right. Well, okay. Steph Curry's coming off a 20-point game against the T-Wolves in that loss, right? So, let's just say Steph goes off, gets his Jordan Poole at 27, but then some yeah. bad plays down the stretch. Um Here's the problem. It's the Warriors lost last game. That's why they're not going to lose tonight. Okay. They're 30 and 8 at home. And it's at home. 30 and 8 oh, yeah, at yeah. home. Yeah. Hmm. 9 and 29 on the road. Okay. Yeah. But because of our energy we're putting out there, maybe things change. Well, we put out some really good positive vibe beam energy yesterday and um look what happened. That's true. David in the chat says Kings fan here living in Portland, secretly hoping we clinch on Wednesday since I'll be at the game. Hell yeah, dude. That's good for you. Tickets are cheap, I heard, too. Um, did you see this Bradley Beal story, by the way? I saw it this morning when I woke up, and I'm like, oh, crap. Bradley Beal being investigated uh, for battery. I'm like, dude, what happened? Yeah. According to TMZ, he's under police investigation after he was involved in a confrontation with some hecklers following a game last week in Orlando. So... Apparently, the dispute between Beal and the fan 
fans arose right after Beal was walking down a tunnel to the Wizards locker room in Orlando. One of the guys in the group yelled at Beal and said, you F me out of $1,300, you F. <laughs> Can you put that in real words now? I can't. Okay. Beal then turned, walked toward the fans, and appeared to knock the hat off of one of the guys in response to the heckle. Beal and the fans and jawed back and forth with Beal calling the comment disrespectful. Keep it a buck. I don't give an F about none of your bets or parlays, bro. That ain't why I play the game. So things were tense between Beal and the group with the men exchanging a flurry of words before the wizard star was ushered in the locker room without further incident. Of course, the guy who was the heckler Uh decided, I'm going to call the cops. I'm Billy Badass. I'm going to go ahead and yell at Bradley Beal and talk about losing a bet. And then he, he flicked my hat. I'm upset. Get over yourself. You know what? I love you, Bradley. Beale. Yes. Next time I see you, standing ovation. Screw the guy heckling. Hey, Screw him. breaking news fans, these guys are people. Don't act like they're just guys performing Thank for you. Thank you. Thank You're you. You're not there to do that. And Oh, yeah. Be mad at Bradley Beal because you put a bet on the Wizards? Because you're a dumbass. You put a bet on the Wizards? Yeah. Good move. Can I? I, I just, I really, really really yeah. despise morons and <laughs> I, I that guy i i do not i i'm like totally not the type of person that's like oh violence yeah that's how you get them because i think it's so dumb when people are like he said something to me so i punched him in the face it's like oh, okay but when someone is treating you like you're not an equal like you are something below like you are just a product and nothing more and that guy only got his hat flicked. He's mm. lucky he only got his hat flicked. Ooh. No, truly. Ooh. I just, I'm so over those people that just don't humanize athletes, performers, each other. I mean, this world just kind of sucks. And like, then when you just see it right there and then they try and go. By the way. What? Calling the cops to file. Thank you. That's what I'm saying. You're wasting, you're wasting our tax dollars. You're like, go, 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 go away. I'm not going to say anything else. Just go away. Please go away and never return. Yes, please. Never return. We're with you, Bradley Beal. Yeah. Uh, Coming up next, we're going to take a moment to do something we don't do often on the show. We owe you an apology. Oh. We do owe you an apology. Ooh. We'll get to it on the other side. Why are you looking at me like that? Because I'm very confused on... You know what happened yesterday on the show, talking about the game yesterday? You? Can we just talk about it coming up? It's Deuce and Mo <laughs> on Sacktown Sports 1140. <laughs> As a Gen Zer, I do still connect with this this music. You are a millennial, and um, we found out what the generation before baby boomers was. Uh, well, I could tell you the, the yeah. You're talking about the silent generation. Yeah. That, yeah, that's what Trevor in our YouTube chat's a part of the silent generation. Hey, born between 25 and 45. The silent generation is much like the millennials. Martin asks, "What is Riz?" <laughs> If you don't know Riz, okay. you don't, okay. you're not going to How'd you know, even get on YouTube? And you don't have 
it's. So again, Gen Zers don't like making fun of other generations for not knowing things. Oh. They want to teach and expand no, 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 everyone's no. knowledge on things. Please tell me how a Gen Zer feels. I know how I feel. You're not a Gen Zer. Okay. We do want to start this hour by doing something we don't do often. Yesterday on the show, we as a show felt very confident that the Kings were going to clinch a playoff No, spot. I knew this is where it was going. No, 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 no. Chris Verlaud and Deuce Mason thought this. Okay, okay. Again, I, I, Chris, do you view us all as a team? Yeah. Okay, so we... We all work together. We as a team apologize for yesterday, and in case you missed it, this is us talking about uh, that Kings game against... The T-Wolves, the Kings, if they would have won, would have clinched a playoff spot. And we as a show, we're very confident. So, of course, I'm going to pick Kings. I want the Kings to win. I think the Kings will win. Kings. So, the Kings are going to win tonight. Who you got? Just to be clear, the Kings are going to win tonight. Sure. So This is why I don't make predictions. No. We just want to say sorry for for doing that. Screw you. Show the other clips. Show the other clips of you idiots chanting, light the beam. Again, I we I don't know we're together. I thought we were together on this. I we're, we're apo- not. We're apologizing as a show. No, we predicted that the Kings would clinch a spot. So of course, I'm going to pick Kings. I want the Kings to win. I think the Kings will win. You're Kings. sick. So the Kings are going to win tonight. Who you got? Just to be clear, the Kings are going to win tonight. Sure. You forced me to make a prediction at the end of the show. Did you? Why don't you play back the whole two hours of you two celebrating the Kings clinching All a right. playoff spot? I'll play it back. I thought we were pretty realistic. Uh, this is a. Uh, I think this is us talking about. I the think game. we're on the same page. Yeah, like yeah, we're, yeah, yeah. we did the same thing. Yeah. Here we go. The last sixteen years has been a journey. That mm. Just understand, the Kings are not here to let you down anymore. <laughs> You've been broken by this team so many times. And I'm talking to you out there, too. You've been broken a lot. If Carl Anthony Towns isn't playing, if Ant's not playing, De'Aaron Fox is back, this crowd of 18,000 people behind them with what is at stake tonight, the Kings are not losing this game. Clip it. Clip it. Clip it. (laughs) Send it out. I don't care. Put it on repeat. That's such a dumb thing to say. <laughs> okay. Apologize, okay. stupid. Okay. I got to be honest. I don't remember being that strong with it. And Chris, I'll give you credit. I, I'll give you credit because as you're still a young guy, you're using the artificial intelligence to use my voice to create other things. Because <laughs> Chat I, GPT. That was, that was that chat GPT audio thing because there's no way I was that... <laughs> Into it yesterday. You were ridiculous. Both of you were ridiculous yesterday. I was. I think that was mostly Kyle. No, it was no. <laughs> it was you two and the emotions that you guys like. Your emotions took oh, over. I had a hundred percent. A few people hit me up after the game last night. Like you made me believe. I'm like, bro. All I was doing, and just to be. Cl- I also said if Ant doesn't play, Ant did play. Um. So see. Oh, oh my god. I w- everything I said. You believed. I did. I truly believed. It. I, know. I wasn't gassing up. I thought they had, were going to win. Because, no, I know. And guess what? I'm wrong. And in this business, it's okay to be wrong. It's very. People, 
Oh, no, I'm going to make excuses for it. And if you believed because I got you amped up, good. Maybe I should have been in the locker room talking to the team before the game because I would have looked them in the eyes and made them understand the moment. If you had me talking to that locker room before the game, Kings win by 15-plus. Wow. Probably. So confident. So, once again, us as a show, we are sorry that Deuce did not talk to the team before the game. No, no, no. No, no, no. You guys are apologizing to everyone. I'm just sitting here innocent, and I was forced to make a prediction at the end of the show. Was Morgan innocent? So, of course, I'm going to pick Kings. I want the Kings to win. I think the Kings will win. Kings. So, the Kings are going to win tonight. (laughs) Who you got? Just to be clear, the Kings are going to win tonight. Sure. You're such an ass. So stupid. You guys, the way that you guys were that confident yesterday, I, it, this is the interesting part. It wasn't only you. It was the entire arena felt that way. Think about the people that spent money on the tickets to be there last night. They did it because they, they weren't like, oh, I want to be there if it happens. People we're in the mindset like this is happening it's called belief. I get to be a As part a fan, of it. It's okay to believe there's a difference. No one was walking in there strutting like we're clinched to not But here's the difference. Here's the difference. I was truly being I was being realistic and analyzing the game throughout the day. While every you guys were letting your emotions take over, which is okay. For moments like this, it's okay. But don't let it happen again. You got it? Thank so, you. So they will be clinching Wednesday against Portland. Maybe. Yeah, maybe, because they're clutching tonight. Oh. Ooh, yeah, the Pels. Hey, if the Pelicans win tonight. What? We need a book. Oh, God. Hey, our next our next guest, Brandon Ingray. Brandon, let's talk about this. The Kings are in the playoffs. Can you imagine? How do you feel? We go over the top with Pelicans guests all day. <laughs> Who else you got? If you uh, We're live from New Orleans this morning. We took a red eye out to the Big Easy to celebrate this month. <laughs> No one is in the streets for some reason, but the Kings are in. We're throwing beads left Pelican and right. Flag. Come on, Pelican. Yes. I don't know what that was, but that was great. What was that? Scarface. You know, I don't think I've ever seen that. Wow. <laughs> I've seen it when I was like, or I saw it when I was really little, yeah. so I don't remember it. Is is that the one where he says, say hello yes. to my little friend? It's also the one where he says, Pelican flag. Come on, Pelican. What was he doing to the Pelicans? No, he's watching TV and they're showing a Pelican. Really? Yes. That's going to be Deuce tonight. That's going to be Deuce. Uh, Tyler says, we got to send the Pelicans a gift if they win tonight. Yeah, what kind of gift would you send to Ooh. the Pelicans team if the Kings win? It would have to be something Sacramento related. I would say sardines. The Pelicans love sardines. No, no, we're not giving some real Pelicans. We're giving to the players and the staff. You're, oh. We're not... Fe- Hey, let's go to the Pelicans won. Let's go to the Sacramento Zoo and feed them sardines. Like they had something to do with it. Pelicans, literal Pelicans are not beating the Warriors. Although, not a bad call. Last night we had a bat flying through the damn arena. I was about to leave if it flew next to me. Imagine, in San Francisco tonight, we just make a call. There's got to be some guy who's got a whole bunch of Pelicans. Let them loose on the floor. They start attacking Jordan Poole and yeah. Steph Curry. Biting their legs Mulling off. Them. Good. Good. Them. Nothing that's going to put them out long term, but just enough to lose a game tonight. What's so funny is how the tone has changed. You hear Deuce yesterday with the, the, the utmost confidence in the Kings beating the T-Wolves. And now tonight, or we're into today, where Deuce now needs animals to attack the team 
that needs to lose so the Kings could make it and clinch a playoff spot tonight. Do you hear you, desperation? You don't want to play desperate. You don't want to play cocky. You got to find the balance, Deuce. You got to find the balance. You are the one that brought up Pelicans. All I'm saying is, what kind of gift would you give like the team if if they won? Someone tra- kind of stole my idea. What? Um, Ginger Elizabeth. You send some Ginger Elizabeth chocolate. Like if you're trying to like send a g- good Sacramento gift to. <gasps> Ginger yeah, Elizabeth? that's a good. I mean, that's a really good one. A, a Sacramento I'm, staple. I'm getting a couple dozen Marie's donuts to send to the team. Ooh, okay. also a good one. Um, Babe's donuts are on line one. B- some blue diamond almonds. Some nasty blueberry right. ones. No, those are actually good. We give them the Disgusting. blueberry ones because we don't like them. But it's like, hey, it's from Sacramento, huh? right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get rid of the blueberry ones. I like that. Keep all the sriracha and habanero barbecue ones. Is orange Julius still a thing? Ooh, oh my God. I used to love Orange Julius in Sacramento. Mm-hmm. What, I don't, what, other, what else is Sacramento known for? Um, and don't be like, send him a basket of farm to fork items. Yeah, no, no, that's, come on, let's not. Give him a tree. Let's send him some of our garbage politicians. Yeah. We could do that. Hell yeah. You go there now. Yeah. Goodbye in a basket. Uh, Goodbye. Let's send them some beam cream. Uh, beam Town says Freeport Bakery King's Cake. Ooh, that is a good one. A good uh, one. God, what's in some Temple Coffee? Oh, 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 oh. yeah, yeah. Wake up. Mm. Yeah. Give good me ideas. Americano. Good ideas. Hey, um, coming up next. Yeah. In sixty seconds, actually. Oh. The Return of Truth or Trash. Let's go. We're always live on YouTube.com slash Sacktown Sports 1140. It's Deuce and Mo on Sacktown Sports and SacktownSports.com. Celebrating New Orleans today as they try to help out the Kings. Deuce Mason, Morgan, Reagan. Hey, Mo. Yeah? Are you ready for a little Truth or Trash today, huh? Yeah, only if we have the sound people to tell us that is truth or trash, though. We tell you what's real and what's downright garbage. It's truth or trash. Truth or trash. With Deuce and Mo. It's pretty simple. We'll give you a statement. We'll tell you if it's truth or trash. First one last night's home loss for the Kings proves the Kings aren't ready for playoff time. Ooh, I'm going to say trash, but that was one of those moments that I think will get them ready for the playoffs, right? I think that experience of not only the pressure that was weighing on their shoulders from the crowd, from the arena, Mm. from the energy, you could tell everyone wanted it so bad that, including them, that it was too much pressure. Now, when I say that, there's going to be too much pressure. How do they handle too much pressure going forward? They can learn from that experience. Yes, Sabonis said after the game, the more games like this we are experienced before experiencing before the playoffs, the better. Yeah. Um, also, uh, Jaden McDaniels after the game said, I just didn't want them to light the beam for real. That's all. I don't want to see that beam. Dude, it's a thing. I mean, you you heard Laurie Markinen talk about it earlier in the year and saying um, just basically, hey, we don't want to see the beam. The beam, the beam brings out the best of the Kings in the city and it tortures all other teams that come through. Next up, the T-Wolves are the worst matchup for the Kings come playoff time. Truth or trash. You and I took a little look at some of these Western Conference teams. And look, we kind of focus more on the teams most likely to be there at six. Yes. Assuming the Kings stay at three. 
You're looking at the Clippers, the Warriors, uh-huh. the T-Wolves, and an outside chance of, like, the Pelicans? And the Lakers. Outside. outside. We, put, we put outside yeah. chance. But the most realistic, probably three, would be the Clippers, the T-Wolves, mm-hmm. and the Warriors. And out of those, not again, not knowing where Paul George is with his health journey, uh, the Warriors, it's just so hit or miss. But you, it, they're, they're scary because of their experience, mostly. I am not putting the Warriors below the T-Wolves in a... I'm worried about them come playoff time. Although the Warriors have flaws for sure, yeah, it's still Steph. It's still Steph. I get it's that. Play. I get that. Like, but this matchup for specifically for the Kings against the T-Wolves has been very difficult. Nas Reed has been difficult. Yeah. Rudy Gobert. And then this is without Cat for a second time. We don't know what it's going to look like with Cat. The Kings have not played the T-Wolves with Cat this year. The other thing about last night, uh, big picture-wise, you do look at the three games and know – the Kings have not shot the ball well from three against Minnesota. Right. 37 of 117 from three. That is just under 32%. Last night, they had the worst three-point shooting of the year. Five for 27. I thought they missed some good looks. The numbers back that up. Our guy, Will Z, put out this stat. 21 of the 27 Kings three-point attempts were either open or wide open last night. Kings missed some looks. Mm. Why is that? I don't know. I'll just say this, though. Minnesota does a great job running the Kings off the three-point line. 27 is a bigger concern to me than the five they just the five they made. If Sacramento's clicking, if they're getting the offense going and playing with pace, getting in the in the paint, getting those touches like they should, and the ball's moving around, there's no way they're taking 27 threes. Their numbers should be around 40. Yeah. No, it, it's it's very interesting as to why, what what alters their offense like that, especially when, like you said, you took a look at all those all the three-point shots this morning, and you said that they had some really good open yeah. looks. And I think sometimes it's just within the flow of thing, what's deflating them, and I think missed shots deflate them, and then obviously not being able to get those stops on the defensive end is really deflating. Well, De'Aaron Fox, what was up with all those missed shots, man? I, mean, I think there were times where they took away the three, but I also think um... – we missed a good amount of open threes tonight. Um, we didn't shoot as many as as as, uh, as we want to, but um, like I said, I think they just did a good job of being able to take the three away. They do. They're long. They they're physical. They stay attached to their guy. They I, put on good pressure. Kevin Herter had to work really hard to get open looks. Dude, uh, uh, trying to come off those DHOs off of a Sabonis shoulder or whatever. Not as easy. It's huh? just not as easy. And when it slows you down and slows down your footwork, you're just not going to get the space you need. Even at times when they did, you're still going to feel a different type of rush going into your it, shot. That's exactly it. It's not only the physicality and the length. It's speeding you up. Yeah, right? you're working. You're sp- Sprinting harder just to get a look at it, and it takes you a bit out of your rhythm. More muscle, more yeah. base, just to get that shot off. But with that said, some of the looks they got last night. I was looking at Trey Lyles. He had some bad misses. Um, Fox had some bad misses. Keegan had a couple that went in and out. He had some bad misses that seemed like this this team is a better. It's just a better shooting yeah. team than they were last night. And you wonder if that impacted their mentality last night. Missing shots, defensive breakdowns. All of a sudden, you're slumping your shoulders, not playing your game. I thought the other encouraging thing about last night, we talked about their size and their length. The Kings scored 60 points in the paint. The one caveat to that, they only had six points in the paint in the fourth quarter. Three for 11 inside the paint. Obviously, Gobert's size 
does wonders. Kyle Oof. Anderson has great length. I mean, Nas Reed is just such a king's killer. He's he is, such a king's killer. Uh, yeah. I, t- I said this to you last night. I was like, is he scarier to have in there than Rudy Gobert at times? And I, I just think the way that he... His ability to get to the basket with authority, his ability to stretch the floor. I mean, he killed the Kings from three last game. And then you look at last night's game, it was just like getting into the paint. They altered the way that they wanted to play. Chris Finch, fantastic job uh, coaching this squad and making those adjustments too. It would have been so sweet to clinch at home. That, I think that's why people were feeling it big time yeah. last night. You said cocky or whatever, but the belief walking into last night going, hey, it feels like the stars are aligning. You're getting a team on the second night of a back-to-back. You're at home. You just need this one win. The crowd's going to be engaged. Uh, Cat's not playing. Ant may not play. Oh, you should win that game. It and wasn't only us, though. You look at national media that was there. You look. Oh, at- my God. There was a ton of national mm-hmm. media there. Mark J. Spears. Yeah. Uh, Logan Murdoch from The Ringer has been around a lot. Sam Amick was there. Wob. Slater. Anthony Slater. Anyone else? Um, it was, it was. I think G-Man said in a Mike Brown's press conference, there were 35 media members there. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Which I would say on like kind of an average night, 15? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So there's a lot of extra media uh, at that game last and, night. And recently, honestly, the last few games. And it, it's funny when people just start to show up when they're good, too. And it's like, oh, now we want to cover them up close. ESPN was in town, too. ESPN mm-hmm. was in town the night, the day before. They were doing a feature piece on De'Aaron Fox, I think, is going to air during the playoffs. Oh. Yeah. And so the ESPN had cameras everywhere last night. I mean, Wob from social media, he, he came from across the country to be here to capture content. Dude. First time in Sacramento. I met him, he's I guess, for my first time in Sacramento. Is he going to go to Portland now? No. Oh. No. Well, I mean, I just thought he was going to follow them until they clinch. Uh, in the chat, you can always submit your own truth or trash. Like, uh, Brooke, truth or trash, Wob is never allowed back at Golden One Center. <laughs> if you believe in that stuff, yeah, you could say that. Hey, you're the one that tweeted that out last night. Yeah, it was a, just a joke. I oh, I know. Saying. She's kidding, too. No, she's not. Oh. She's really serious. Oh, sorry. I forgot. That's uh, such a dumb thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> that was a drop. Yeah, I didn't just say that. Uh, truth or trash, You're Morgan. all losers. <laughs> <laughs> truth or trash. Uh-huh. You're kind of getting excited for WrestleMania this weekend. No, I forgot that it was this weekend. Trash. Man. I'll, I'll, but now I'll watch it. Do I have time? Trash. You're not excited either? You're oh. not excited for Brock against Omos? No. Oh, is that who's wrestling? You know, it's it, the bill. I think there were so much, so many expectations for this because it's in LA. Oh, is the Rock? Is he going to be there? And now you're looking at it going, this is it? This two night event? And last year was pretty fun. Austin coming back. That was cool. The one I thought I was going to hate. What? I actually loved last year. I know. Sammy Zayn. Jackass match. Yeah. It was great. Sammy Zayn's a oh, star. Oh, yeah. That was last year. That Sammy feels like Zane. it was five years ago. God, I don't remember anything. There's just, there's so much of it. And I'm just like jam packing NBA content in my I head. was I was watching like never before during the whole Sammy Zayn, Roman Reigns thing. And it was so pumped. And now that it's going just like, oh, they're going to be tag teams. They're going to go against the Usos. It's just like, eh. Wait, who's Sami Zayn with? 
Kevin, Kevin Owens. Owens. Yeah. They're friends. Oh, they're back again? Yeah. They hugged and they're back. They're best friends. Who's... They're Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez. Oh. Oh. Um, who's going to win between them and the Usos? Zane and Kevin Owens. Super uh, Usy. And then the Usos are going to go back to doing nothing or what? Mm-hmm. Dang. So disappointing. So disappointing. But guess oh. what? We'll oh. be there watching. Oh, but Cody Rhodes is going to be a new champion. Yeah, but right. it's but the split the belt. So like, what what's that mean? Yeah, exactly, exactly. We got more truth or trash coming up, including are the Niners? This shouldn't be a question. Should <laughs> <laughs> the That's Niners? Such a dumb thing to say. Should stop wasting time. It's time to trade Trey Lance. Whoa. We do that coming up next. Do some more on Sacktown Sports, 1140 sacktownsports.com. Play if the Pelicans lost tonight. So we're still going for music. Yeah, it's just kind of like we're walking out. That was a tough match for those two teams. <laughs> Dame. Tuts. Appreciate you guys hanging out with us here on this Tuesday. Deuce and Mo on Sacktown Sports, 1140sacktownsports.com. We've been doing some truth or trash. Oh, here's one, Morgan. Yeah. John Lynch said oh. Brock Purdy has probably earned the right to be the guy. Oh. Truth or trash, the 49ers should trade Trey Lance now. Um, If you really believe he's not your guy, then truth. Yeah. They brought in Sam Darnold, and Ian Rappaport today was on Pat McAfee. Yeah. And he was suggesting that because of where Brock is at, Shanahan made some comments that they won't really know Brock's official timeline until three months from now. Oh, my God. And he was suggesting that there's a belief they might just go with Sam Darnold. And Trey Trey Lance. So, I don't know, man. I if you're already out on Trey Lance, it's kind of crazy. You gave up so much to get him, yep. but also if he's not the guy, he's not the guy. Do it and now. You move on. You move on. But man, if the Niners are betting their hopes on Sam Darnold and or Brock, Brock Purdy, is that the bet you want to make? That's the thing. I feel like we're going in a direction with the 49ers where if they never, this group does not win a title. All we're going to be talking about is, well, they were a quarterback away. There are guys out there. There are guys. They had everyone they needed Tom on Brady. the defensive side. Could they have made a run at Rodgers back in the day? Tom Brady. Lamar Jackson. I was going to say, what's like, going on with Lamar Jackson exactly. now? Exactly. So, I don't know. It's, um, they, you know, you and I were talking about this. They seem ruthless enough to do Dude. what they need to do and to make the right changes to become like look what they look what they did to get Trey Lance right. They just made some big moves. They yeah. they made things happen because they believed and probably wasn't the right thing. So now do the right thing. You know, I, I think when we look at the T Wolves and we saw them struggling, we saw like the whole Rudy Gobert and Cat thing. It was like, well. Admitting you're wrong is, you know, trading Cat or trading Gobert or whatever. Or I think it was trading Gobert would admit you're wrong, but who cares? Admit you're wrong and yeah. do the right thing. Yeah, at some point, if you don't feel like you're going to give him that chance, yep. Trey Lance, that chance to just go out there and get it. I mean, John Lynch saying he probably earned it. 
when you gave up the draft capital you did to get Trey Lance. Oh my god. That's rough, man. It's it's really rough. Team Sam. So I, as excited as I know people can be about the Niners, I just Every year when you question the quarterback and you're uncertain about it and you you may have to start the year with Sam Darnold, I understand Shanahan's liked him in the past. I just feel like that's just a gamble I'm not taking. I'm trying to win a Super Bowl now. Yeah. What has been holding that? Last year, of course, Purdy goes down and that changes everything in the game. Who knows how that game would have unfolded. But when you have the defense that they have, you have the weapons that they have on offense, mm-hmm. get the quarterback right. Go win a title. I just think Shanahan is so, he. I think he's a really good coach, but I also think he believes with his brain he can take any quarterback that he kind of likes and mold him, shape him into the quarterback he wants to lead them. That should be I mean it should be his mindset. It should be, but at the same time you have to you have to be realistic about it. If they aren't capable of doing something in this game that has evolved into where quarterbacks that can utilize their legs are very, very important. Like you want, you want a dynamic quarterback nowadays. And and I think, I think sure you can get away with having a quarterback with a great arm. You can get away with it. But like when you can find both, especially with how quarterbacks have evolved, this game has evolved. Like you got to go in that direction. Next up on truth or trash, Morgan Reagan, Lamar Jackson will get his, get his wish. Mm. He will have a new home. In 2023, he came out yesterday, put on social media that he requested a trade in early March. Of course, they're not working out a long-term contract. They're just not on the same page. Yeah, it doesn't seem like they're on the same page, especially since he that came out right before Harbaugh's press conference. Like, <laughs> Literally right before. It seems like there was like a little bit of pettiness that was involved in that, but good for him. Like. You're not getting what you're what you want. You have earned so much in this league with just and again people might say like, "But what what how many Super Bowls has he won? Whatever. How many Super Bowls have so many other quarterbacks won in this league, right? Not everyone it's it's hard to win in this league, but if you are accomplishing other things at a high level, like you're showing you're doing your job, people have to do the rest of their job. It's a team sport. It's a team sport, and I think sometimes people forget that with the NFL and quarterbacks. And I think Lamar Jackson, I I don't know what's going to happen, but sure, he's going he's going to end up on a different team. It's just wild. Like I know he wants a lot of money, and I think teams around don't want to throw out the crazy deal that the Browns gave Deshaun Watson. But like, God, Lamar Jackson won an MVP in this league. He's yeah, young. Yeah, get him with some more. He weapons. can use his legs. He can. Yeah. I mean, his I don't get it. I don't get it. Good enough. And I understand. Like, and this is where people start getting on Lamar Jackson for not having an agent. I don't know how valuable that would really be in this situation, but it's tough. It's tough, and I just hope it plays out well for him because he deserves to be rewarded too. But he also de- deserves to be supported and feel like, you know, he's been compensated appropriately for what he's brought to the table as an NFL quarterback. He's not just another guy in this league, but it's like he's being treated as if he's just another guy. He is being treated like that, and it's funny how that works with certain quarterbacks. But um, the other thing I was going to ask you, do you think a whole bunch of agents from different places have Mm. been reaching out to him now? And, like, trying to Maybe, sell him I'm on, sure. like, hey. I'm, I can get what you need, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. According to ESPN, by the way, he turned down a five-year, $250 million contract 
with 133 million guaranteed in September. It's a lot of money. Is Adam Schefter at a wedding? Uh, Schefter's at the owners' meeting, and it oh. looks like he they put. It's funny we have ESPN on the screen. What? Schefter looks like he's staring directly into the sun. His eyes are closed. Like I can't see. I, I uh, my eyes are probably watering, but I got to talk about Lamar Jackson here. Um, I do wonder if some agents are kind of irritated with Lamar. Like, no, you're not getting that either because you're not going to be able to get that on your own, and we could help you out and make money, but whatever. Good luck. I mean, it's great. Yeah, whatever. Whatever. Uh, last one on Truth or Trash, Morgan. Yeah. Major League Baseball opening day is this week with all these new rules in baseball. The pitch clock, That's larger cool. bases, the shifts are over. You're more excited for baseball season to see what it's about this year. Absolutely trash. Um, I that's weird. I am. I'm truth on this. I'm not saying I'm amped up, ready to go. I'm going to be. Oh, I got to be locked into opening day. Bigger things happening right now. I understand with the Kings. I think there are bigger stories. We're all feeling it. We're NBA junkies, but I think there is a level of intrigue to turn on a game just to see what it looks like. If it is more exciting, if we see more action, you see more stolen bases, you see the game moving a little quicker. Yeah. I think these are all things that are intriguing. Some of the baseball purists hate it. but Which makes me love I, it even more. I, I do think you have to evolve all sports. Uh-huh. I'm, I, I find you being excited about it great because I think there are going to be other people like you out there that are like, oh, I want to check this out. No one wants to commit to any sporting event. That is going to be over three hours, right? Yeah. I mean, even close to whatever. It's just so much of your life. Like, I even think about people that, you know, commit their times to all these different radio shows sometimes. You know, it's like you're listening to people. And now a lot of people, like, it will work out with just what they do in their well, lives. Well, sometimes these shows are kind of like baseball where you are in and out. Like, you have it on. And that's For how sure. people consume baseball. Um, I'm trying to find the official time on this because you're mentioning this this yeah. came out the other day in spring training through sunday games averaged two hours and 35 minutes in spring training wow which is a drop from three hours yep. and one minute that huge is a massive drop huge that's you're, like a that's like a basketball game a now. half hour right it is dropped it? off i'd say two, NBA two games 15 yeah okay um i mean still though that's Impressive. Uh, runs fell from 10.6 per game to 10.2. Batting okay. average from 259 to 256. But batting average on balls and play rose from 325 to 314 for lefty hitters while remaining 311 for righties. So, obviously, it's a sample size. But I think, you know, I still think there's far too many games in baseball. I mean, 162 games. Just outrageous. I mean, make spread it out a little more. Right, you yeah. don't need this many games. I, they don't want to change but that, but if you're going to evolve it, do these type of things. So, you know, guys are getting paid three hundred million for mm-hmm. thirteen years or whatever the hell those deals are now, and it's just like what a ridiculous commitment to again. Yeah. It's crazy. It's insane. Yeah, like people don't aren't even married that long. But I want to see some see some stolen bases again. We haven't seen that in a long time. And the baseball purists hate most of them hate these rule changes. Yeah, because it's not the game they fell in love with, right? I get and that. And there's a lot of traditionalists when it comes to the game. I would say this: I get it a bit, 
But in the NBA, there's time three-pointers. The idea of a three-point line was crazy. Now it's revolutionized, revolutionized the game. Dunking used to be illegal in games. And don't you want don't you want the game to live on forever for the next yeah. generations? And it's not going to unless it evolves. So even if it's not what you necessarily like, it might be what works for the next generation. And that's truly what it's about. Even in the NBA, you're going to keep seeing this game evolve. There's going to be things that we're going to sound like old people on that bug us. No, no. Because as I'm a Gen Z, I'm just not oh, happening. Oh, of course. But that's I even look at like the the free throw in um in the, the G, G League, League and I love it. I one free throw for two points until you reach the fourth quarter. I hate it. Two, really? Yeah, I don't think it's good. I don't think it's good for the game. No, it's it's re, it, more. You get fouled into three, and you get one free throw for three points. Love it. It's, the pressure is no. on. It's terrible. I will say this. Baseball's entire like selling point forever has been like, oh, we never change ever. Yeah. And now right. they've gotten to a point like, okay, we might have to do something. We're going to die. Everything at once. Do you know what I would like? Just make the just make it where you can see players having fun. Mm. Like the whole unwritten rule stuff. Like yeah. I want to see bat flips. I want to see. And they've gotten better at that. They have gotten the better at that. The younger generation is yeah. so much better at that. Yeah. No, it's true. It's true. And the ballpark food still. Nom, 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 oh, nom. oh I, I got no some way. ballpark food for you coming up. Actually, ooh, mammoth meatballs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where would those sell at? What what baseball team would that oh, sell for? Okay, um, hmm. I'm gonna go with like Florida. Yeah, <laughs> I would say the Rockies. Uh, no, you think Florida. So? Yeah, don't they do um? What are those called? Rocky Mountain Oysters, don't they do that there? I don't know. I've been to a I game so. there, and I don't know. I don't remember seeing them. Huh. We'll talk huh. that and so much more. We're on till 2 o'clock. Then it's Cattles huh. and Rummy on Sacktown Sports, 1140 sacktownsports.com. Get on board today, baby. Deuce Mason, Morgan Reagan until 2 p.m. Then it's Cattles and Rummy in the building to talk about what went down last night. Maybe they'll carry this on. Maybe they want to get on Will the Pelicans they? bandwagon tonight. Pelly's going for the win against Golden Pelicans State. Play. Come and, on, Pelicans! Come on, Pelicans! And why, why do you feel like we? Why? Why you're probably wondering why? Why, guys? It's yeah, pretty simple. Why? Pelicans win the Kings clinch tonight. Pelicans are eight point dogs on the road against the Warriors, who lost their last home game and are probably one of the best home teams in the NBA. So it's going to be tough. It's going to be really tough. Uh, Morgan Reagan. Yeah. We were talking about baseball before the break. Yeah. Um, so we have to wake people back up for a second. Um, baseball food. Every year these baseball teams come out with new food items. And you have described yourself as what today? Fluffy. Fluffy, which means what? Um, I'm very unhealthy and down for whatever you feed me. Perfect. So here's some baseball food. <laughs> the Giants this year are debuting some new fries. You like fries? I love French fries. I know someone that said that they're going to have a French fry party or it's a potato party and you have like tater tots, you have potatoes, you, yes, uh, potato soup. Well, let's stick to this. How about you go to the ballpark? Uh, Giants are playing. Uh, you go to the concession stand. How about the debut of crab fries? In it. Want it. Done. Old Bay seasoned waffle fries topped with Dungeness crab smothered in garlic lemon aioli and sprinkled with fresh chives. Oh, I want to go right now. I, I'm so hungry. That sounds so good. 
Okay, how about the White Sox? They have a few items that you could be interested in. Okay. Uh, it's the Champagne of Dogs. Champagne of Dogs is a tasty new addition in 2023. A half-pound Vienna beef foot-long frank served on a brioche bun and topped with champagne relish and habanero mustard. Well, they made it sound good, but I bet you it's not as good as it sounds. Okay. How about a classic ballpark corn dog smothered in creamy queso fresco Ooh. and topped with fresh jalapenos, grilled corn, cilantro, uh, what's that cheese? Uh, I don't want to mess it up. Oh, co- C-O- yeah, C-O-T-I-J. That cheese, Chris? Cocha. Cocha, is that is you it say? Cocha? Okay, thanks. You're supposed to know. <laughs> You're supposed to know. He's a food expert. Uh, Cocha. Um, but I know that cheese, and it's good. Yeah. That sounds really good. Oh, but, so that whole corn dog sounds amazing, but, but. Does that make it the cornbread soggy? Great question. Great Thank question. You. This is something you're guaranteed to love. What? The mango nada. You ready for the mango nada? A mango sorbet incorporating fresh mangoes, fiery chili powder. Fans can enjoy a mang- mango nada at the ballpark. Yep. Me. Chris? Because you like the meat. What are those called? Micheladas? Micheladas. 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 Sorry, I sound so cool right yeah, now. Yeah, you sound like an idiot. Chris, That's mango- such a dumb thing to say. Mangalata or what? Yeah, definitely. Okay, the so Rangers. How about the Rangers putting out this? The Boom Burger. Okay. Two feet of- Boom! <laughs> yes. Two feet of- pure- Burger, baby! <laughs> two feet of pure burger and cheese with jalapenos, chili, and onion greens. Yes, I said- Two feet because they have the boom stick, which is a two foot long hot dog. Okay. This is two feet worth of pure burger and cheese with jalapenos, chili, and onion rings. Does that mean like this? Uh, maybe. Can you, no, I think it? like a like this. No, <laughs> I wish everyone could see you. <laughs> okay, that's what it. That's what it is. Look up the boom burger, Morgan. Boom burger. Uh, what what ballpark? Rangers. Rangers. They have some interesting food. Um, let's see. Images. Cotilla, by the way. Thank you so much, oh. YouTubers. Cotilla cheese. Cotilla. Okay. Wow. What's cringe, Martin? What are you talking about? Don't irritate me at the end of a show. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the next thing they have, Morgan, that you might be interested in. Yeah. The brisket croissants. Brisket? Ooh, okay. What's a, this? A croissant filled with brisket and covered in sweet baby raised donut style glaze. The perfect sweet and salty barbecue snack. Wow. That sounds kind of fun. I'm down for that life. Uh, they also are debuting a Flamin' Hot Cheetos pretzel. Yes. I- I'm out. Why? I don't like Flamin' Hot Cheetos. Ew, you're gross. Wow. Yeah. That's gross. Are you a serial killer? You no, You trash. were talking about cannibalism earlier. Like, how do you not eat fire hot oh, Cheetos? I would totally eat Cheeto Flamin'. dust on a human. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the last one, uh, the pizza dog. They call it a real uh, head turner. Okay, why? It's a beef hot dog topped with all the pepperoni pizza toppings. Ew. That sounds ew, gross. Ew. So, what is it? I missed the first part. Uh, it's a pizza dog. It's literally the so laziest. It's a hot dog. It's a hot dog with pizza toppings. Okay. Lame. Have Lame. you seen that burger that, like, I think it's KFC or something. I don't even know what it is. And oh, it's, the double? And it's a chicken breast that's fried, and it's a chicken breast that's fried with crap in between, and there you go. I think that's like the most, that's the weirdest thing I've ever heard of. 
Do those snacks get you fired up to go to the ballpark and try some new foods? Um, the crab, the crab, crab fries. fries. You're in on the crab fries. I love crab fries, fries definitely. Yeah, and the but make- those are probably like thirty five bucks. Oh, oh, yeah. What do you think they cost? They lowered beer prices at uh, the ballpark now, and domestic beer is nine dollars at Giants games. Drunker people, smart, really yeah. smart, and shorter games. Great combination. <laughs> So stupid, dude. So stupid. Um, yeah, I'm down for the fries. I would try every. You know what's funny? I say I would try everything. I don't even eat meat anymore, but I've had meat in this past year for the first time in a couple years. And for special things like this, I would try. We have some breaking news coming out of the NBA, too, that will impact the Kings. It's what? official. The Portland Trailblazers, according to Chris Haynes, uh, they are holding Damian Lillard out the remainder of the season. Rip so, City, Portland. Pete Town. Kings will be there tomorrow to clinch. Or can they clinch tonight? Go Pelicans, baby! Go Pelicans! Pelicans. Come on, Pelicans! Coming up next, Cattles and Rami. Do not go anywhere. You can watch the show, youtube.com slash Sacktown Sports 1140. 11.40 a.m. can listen. Also, the free Sacktown Sports app. You can get it at sacktownsports.com. We love you guys, but we got to go. See ya!